We are officially live. So are we just live now? We are live, episode number 65. What's with up? Adam and Zenner. Good Welcome to back, be, uh, Mr. Zenner. Gang, uh, uh, for those of you that are on, we're excited about today's podcast. Keep in mind that we're going to do it for today and Thursday. And then next week, we're gone for a special project. I was at a dealership yesterday with uh, Dylan. So me, Dylan, and Mario go to this Ferrari dealership. I'm looking at a couple mm-hmm. cars. So mm-hmm. Mario, we're, sitting, we're looking at the cars, all this stuff. We go in. A guy looks at me. Yeah. He says, uh, hey, man, a little, you know, little Italian guy. But hey, man. Walking around like he owns the entire dealership. He says, yeah. I just want you to know I never miss your interviews. I said, oh, really cool. That's cool, man. He said, I said, which one? Oh, only one kind. It's the mob interviews. That's the only one I watch. I said, yeah. which ones have you watched? Which ones have I watched? I watch all the mob interviews. I said, that's great. That's, that's cool. You watch all the mob interviews. Yeah. He said, so what's the next thing you're working on? What's the next oh, mob? I said, God. I said, I just want to let you know, hmm. man. We Something may potentially, we may potentially do something that could be the biggest yeah. project we've ever worked on that could be a history-making type of a thing. And when I tell you this, it could truly be a history-making type of thing. Very complex, very complicated. Every day we're having issues with seeing if this could happen or not. Not telling you it's going to happen, but if it does happen, I'm going to make a prediction. Mm-hmm. It could get 100 million views within 24 wow, that's amazing. Uh, months. Is yeah. your life in danger by doing this? It's, it's always on da- in danger every day. <laughs> it's uh, always in danger. He asked me a very interesting question. He says, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah, sure. Why do these guys all trust you? Like, what, what do you mean, why do they trust you? What, are you in the life? I'm not in the life, man. I'm just an insurance guy. In I'm an entrepreneur. Are you in the life? <laughs> I protect them, though, Iranian, Syrian, Armenian. I'm like, nah, man, I just like doing interviews, in and I like interesting Hey, what stories. a lucky day for him, though. The, the the person he follows most on YouTube walks in with a big budget. That's 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 good for it's a sales good day rep, for huh? them. Yes, no it's doubt. a good day for them, but we had a, we had a good conversation. Uh, Dylan. Dylan's like, I want to sit in it. And the guy, Renee, ended up driving the car with Dylan going, you know, God knows how, you know, he was having a blast. Anyways, we had a good time yesterday with that. So are you potentially uh, looking to get a Ferrari? I'm potentially looking to get a Ferrari. The guy make you a good deal? Did he make you an offer you can't refuse? No, he did not make me an offer I couldn't refuse, but uh, we'll see what's going to happen. I have a 24-hour rule. If I'm going to make any kind of a big purchase... I sit on it. You should have told him you're affected. You should have told him you're connected because he might be a little afraid now. Yeah, he may have gotten me a little bit bigger <laughs> yeah. of a discount, but we'll see what's going to happen with that. Okay, let me remind you guys a couple things. Number one, we asked for a uh, uh, what do you call a logo? Which at the end of the podcast, we're going to show all the logos that were sent to us. Oh, if you haven't sick. sent yours, sick. tweet it out at Patrick Bed David with hashtag PBD podcast we are looking at different i don't know if we're going to take it or not today and finalize it but we're definitely going to look at some uh, hmm. uh uh what do you call it some uh, uh logos today also if you're on the last couple podcasts what we've been doing is we've been picking and choosing certain super chats and we've been giving 10 times back so if you put 10 bucks we give you a hundred dollars back if you give us five bucks if we like it we give you fifty dollars back a guy steve give a hundred dollars he got a thousand dollars back, so who knows what we're gonna do with the there's, super there's chat? There's another lady that gave twenty bucks. No. She got twenty times back, or something. Yeah, like. you liked her story. Yeah, you gave her twenty x. So you know, it depends on the story, question, yeah. anything that we like about what you say. We may. Why are uh, we doing this? What's the reason? Let them know why. I, I think I think we're just doing it. We want to get more activity. We want to get people to be engaged. We want to people get more involved, and we want to yeah. get this thing to hundred thousand subscribers, and eventually a million. We feel there's a need today for podcasts where Mm -hmm. opposing views are being talked about and Mm -hmm. people get a chance to make up their minds. You agree, disagree, great. Let's have a discourse together and see what we can go from there. And if you think you've got a good point, 
Put your money where your mouth is, literally. We may even call you. Put some you. money we may behind even call it. You. It's happened. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll call you out on it. Yeah. If it's that good of a comment, put we some may, money where your mouth is. We may even call you and have you get on the podcast here with us like we did with Stephen and us a couple weeks ago. That was ago. great, Anyways, by the way. We got a lot of stuff going on. First of all, the, the, the one thing that to me, since it's, I know a lot of people don't want to talk about sports. It's like the last thing people want to talk about. But we got to talk about what just happened this weekend with fans going yeah. in. Westbrook being thrown popcorn on. You got Kyrie Irving having a bottle being thrown. Yesterday mm -hmm. at the Wizards game, a guy runs, runs into, into the, the Trey yeah. Young got yeah. spit on. Trey Young got spit on at a, a Knicks, Knicks game. game. A lot of this stuff that's happening, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'll read the story here to you. I don't know if we have it or not with the Kyrie. Which page is it on? I'll read okay. Page number okay, page number four. I'll read the Kyrie story, but it's not just Kyrie. There's quite a few of them that we can get into. Celtics fans suspected of throwing bottle at Kyrie Irving charged with assault and battery. First of all, suspected. It's on camera. It's not suspected. We saw it. New York Post. The knucklehead fan accused of hurling a water bottle at Net star Kyrie Irving after Sunday's playoff game against the Boston Celtics will be arraigned Tuesday on one uh, count of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, according to multiple reports. Boston police at 21-year-old Cole Buckley of uh, Braintree, Massachusetts, was arrested at TD Garden after a witness reported he threw a Dasani water bottle that gazed ahead of Irving. It's unfortunate that sports has come to this kind of crossroads, Irving said, where you are seeing old ways come up, underlying racism and treating people like they are human zoo, uh, in a human zoo. Kevin Durant added, have some respect for the game, have some respect for human beings, have some respect for yourself. Your mother wouldn't be proud of you throwing the water uh, at basketball players. Grow the F up. And enjoy the game. It's bigger than you. Sunday's instance was not the first involving a fan during the playoffs. A fan was banned from the Madison Square Garden last week for spitting at Hawks guard Trey Young in game two of the Knicks game. And uh, the Wizards guard, guard, guard Russell. You know, we talk about popcorn. Yep. So what are your yeah. thoughts about all this stuff taking place? You know, just because they're preaching about it doesn't mean it's going to go away. I was listening to the Kevin Durant quotes. And they act like their their voice is going to make a difference. Yeah. There's X amount of idiots out there that they don't give a damn. This has been going on for a week now where it's been a big deal. And it happened last night. Someone stormed the court. And you know he was answering a dare. Right? He was mm -hmm. drunk. You could just see that he was laughing by the time he got onto the court. He knew he was going to be arrested. Kyrie Irving, that situation. Did you guys think the water bottle was full? I saw the video of it. I couldn't tell if that thing flying through the air was half full. That's a good question. I, th I, I think it was well, a quarter full. By the way, if it can go that far, it yeah. has to it have water, water in it. It has to have weight in yeah. it. Yeah. So what Kyrie Irving did first, though, is he wiped his feet on the logo. Not that that warrants, you know, almost to be getting clocked by a water bottle. But, you know, Celtics fans are nuts. I used to live in Boston. I used to be the sports anchor at Fox in Boston. So I've been in the middle of this. I'll tell you, fans are crazy. I'll tell you one story. The, the Patriots were playing the Vikings one game. And there was a fan from Minnesota that went there. And the Viking fans, you know, sometimes they wear those hats that have the long horns, kind of that Nordic thing. It's just a thing they wear. So this guy felt something tugging on the back of his head. So he reaches back there to stop, and the dude behind him had a scissors and was cutting the ponytail off, okay, <laughs> of the fake hat. Now, here's the problem. The guy that was the Vikings fan was a world-class surgeon. This guy went through his tendons on his finger, and he was serious. He was his like surgery career was about over. So weird things have happened in the stands. For, you know me. that what really, really story. truly happened. Unbelievable. Yeah. So this stuff does go on. Now here's the problem. The NBA players, Kyrie Irving is the last one you want to have this happen to, because. He's going to talk about it every single day. He's going to turn it into this huge thing where every NBA player is, has a target on them, and they really don't. These things are being blown out of proportion a little bit because they've been happening one after another after another. But, you know, 
They did the right thing by arresting this guy, I think, to prove a point. So this dude is going to be in serious trouble. I would say that would be the only way to slow this thing down. But there is a very, very small percentage of people that are so stupid, so idiotic, and so brazen that it will continue to happen just because they don't care. So, yeah, they, good point. They, they, um... By the way, if you're watching this, I'm curious. Comment below what you, what you think about what's taking place. Do you have a unique opposing view or anything else on what happened with the NBA and all these fans that are upset with them? Go ahead, Adam. So they're clearly going to make an example out of this guy in Boston. Okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're charging him with throwing a dangerous weapon. It was a water bottle here, right? So Do you think that's the right move to charge Well, they're this making guy? an example with sure. him. Sure. So, I mean, assault and battery. Yeah, but do you think that's a good idea? <laughs> I think they – do I think that uh, throwing a water bottle at somebody is a no, dangerous no, no. weapon? Do you think no, it's a good idea that they're – Yes, they are making an example out yes. of them. They're basically saying if you're going to do this kind of crap, be, be prepared to pay the – Yes, I do. Okay. Um, but it is a slippery slope. All right, now you, you threw popcorn on somebody. Now you're getting arrested for a popcorn. Uh, I think by far and away the worst thing that happened was someone spit on Trey Young. Keep in mind, we're in live, still living in COVID you know, times right now. That's absolutely ridiculous to me. What do you mean you're spitting on a yeah, plane? And the guy, the guy just gets banned from a Knicks game? Yeah. And he's the mo- one of the most likable players in the NBA. What, what, are, you doing spitting, what are you doing spitting yeah, on a player? What are you doing spitting on anybody? Yeah. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Keep but going. It, it's almost like people haven't been out for a year and yeah. they forget how to act because that's literally what happened here. But I think a, 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 a bigger story here is that when you think nobody's watching, you think you can act tough. It's yeah. sort of the Drake's famous line, uh, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. It's sort of like you're keyboard warriors. And if you're in the yeah. masses and, you're, yeah. oh, no one's going to see it. Let me just talk shit. Let me spit on somebody. Let me throw a water bottle. No one's going to see it. But the problem is that you're forgetting is there's cameras everywhere. Everything you do on social media, everything you do, period, is going to get caught. So uh, Charles Barkley had a pretty good recommendation. He goes, this punk ass, take him down to the, to the locker room and let him have a one-on-one conversation with Kyrie. Let me know what happens to this guy in Boston. Right? So that's obviously Charles Barkley. The, the other side uh, of the coin here is that talk about level of pettiness is how petty can we go here because Kyrie obviously he'll turn anything into a racial issue none of this to me is anything racial whatsoever these are just idiot fans doing idiot things with idiot idiot tendencies but now the Celtics fan base have started a petition talk about pettiness to charge Kyrie with aggravated assault because in 2018 he threw a basketball into the stands when he was upset Threw a ball, so now you know, how good many times? Good do you for think the that's fans. good? Phenomenal to throw to charge Kyrie. Absolutely. With, why? Tell Absolutely. me why. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. Let me let me tell you. Um, it's sun. It's Monday. When do we do Jennifer's baby shower? Was it we Sunday did it or Sunday. Monday? We did a Sunday. Sunday. Okay, we're at the house. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's up there, you know, you're you're trying to change the diaper, which we realize if you haven't yeah. seen, I mean, if we pull up Adam's video, do you have Adam's video with Adam's oh, try to uh, to put the clothes on of this kid? Uh, uh, if you don't have it, do you have it? He can I, pull it up. It's, I am I mean, not it's, for hire to change your yeah, kid's diaper. Yeah, he's not. But here's the thing. What I liked about it is you were so proud of yourself. You I thought a, I did it. You had a moment where you're like, what do, you mean beat Mario. what do you mean Mario beat me? I'm done. And it's like the, the old was pants is not oh, wrapped up. You know, it. the buttons on the bottom, yeah, you got to yeah, put yeah. by the diapers. He didn't put that I, up there. I would imagine he mummified the baby, right? I, I, I mean, wish he could have seen it. looked like somebody taping an ankle. It's, it was a proud, it's like Nick Young, when he shot it, he turned around, he held the three up as yeah. if he made it and didn't go on. That was Adam. <laughs> right, he yeah. just kind of held the three well, up. I learned, I learned when changing a baby, it's with with as an adult, you put if you put your underwear on first, that's first, right? You put your pants on or your shirt on first? What do you do? 
Well, for the baby, you got no, 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 for you. Oh, <laughs> but this is a pants baby. on or shirt this on. This is a baby, buddy. I'm not talking about the baby. You want to talk about baby? Let me make. I'm just saying with the baby, you put the shirt on first, then the pants on. Look, I did. I had. Can you go already? Have a baby so we can get trained on this. I'm working on it. All right, so let me get a lot of practice. Let me let me let me give you this part here on what happened. So. We're, we're smack talking. Everybody's talking trash to mm -hmm. each other. Okay, when you talk trash, what happens? You just have to be ready. Okay, when you're talking trash, so Dylan starts talking oh, trash to Rob. Yeah, Dylan, my son, he's like, I pick, you know, such and such to beat Rob. He picked Donnie to beat he Rob. Dov, it, Donnie this is to in beat the, the baby laundry yeah. folding competition. So, so afterwards, Rob wins, and Rob looks at Dylan and he says, "So you picked Donnie to beat me, huh? I won." And he says, "Give me one of these." And Dylan didn't. No, he reacted he was very negatively. Furious. It's <laughs> yeah. like I'm not giving. He just sat down the corner. I said, "Come oh, here, I gotta he talk had, to you." He had that look on his face. So I said, "Come here, I gotta talk to you." So he comes and sits next to me, and I'm whispering to him. Here's what I told him. I said, "Listen, Dylan. Here's how life works. Okay, if you don't want people to talk trash to you, don't talk trash. Mm -hmm. If you don't want people to take shots at you, don't mm -hmm. take shots. If you don't want people to ridicule you, don't ridicule them. If you don't want, if you don't want that, don't say anything. Right." Mm -hmm. But the moment you do, you have to be ready to know that that person could say something back to you. And if you do, you have a couple choices. To either say nothing or you go back. And it could go back and forth constantly. But that's a choice you got to make. I said, on one end, I'm glad you're not afraid. But on the second end, I, got, I want you to be ready that this can happen. Right. What's the moral of the story? Kyrie Irving is Dylan. That's simple. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is Dylan. He's a baby is what he is. Every, the question that nobody's asking, yesterday ESPN posted something. I wish I could go on my Instagram to take a look at this. Kyrie Irving is a seven-year-old boy right now, okay? I posted on Instagram when the picture when they posted a picture of all the people that have ran into the floor or spit or done everything, mm -hmm. right? I posted a question. I said, uh, all of this is pathetic, but can we ask the one question? Why are fans so upset at NBA players? Why? Or is that an off-limit question? And then, boom, it went off with commentary. Yo, let me guess. You're going to say it's COVID. It's this. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. It is that big of a deal. Here's why. Why are the fans upset? Why are they doing this? Why is it all of a sudden? Let me get this straight. You can go for a team that you played, who paid you, you can go take your shoes and smear your shoe on the leprechaun after you won the game, assuming no one's going to see it. What the hell you think is going to happen? These oh, are kids that, that you did not see this. No, see yeah. He goes at the end of the game. So imagine this is the Celtics logo with the leprechaun, the leprechaun. He puts his shoe down and he goes like yeah. this like, on the leprechaun. Like kind of like when Terrell Owens did that to the Dallas Star. Right? To the leprechaun. Then you have mm -hmm. this 21-year-old kid who probably grew up watching the Celtics with his dad and his mom screaming at the screen being a die. Because you know how Celtics fans are. Die hard. He's going to take it personal. There's a part yeah. of me. That I like a fan defending what he stands for to the point of throwing a water bottle? Absolutely not. That's not acceptable. But listen, Kyrie, why are they upset at you? Maybe you've been rubbing it in their face for the last 12 months that everybody out there that disagrees with you is racist, and they're sick of it. Mm -hmm. They're just absolutely sick of your unnecessary comments that you're making, and you are sitting here acting like you don't understand. You know, I'm just... Life is tough. You know, it's really tough right now. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I have to deal with certain things. I'm going to go away and play, not play a few games. And the team has to pay 20 million bucks every year. Nobody knows mm -hmm. where the hell you are. Even Durant says, I don't know where you are. Oh, but you can go out there and smear on the thing. I, I don't know about that. Now on the Westbrook side, here's the one thing about Westbrook. Westbrook plays hard. And I don't like what happened that one time when the guys were flipping him off when he was, you know, you know, by the sidelines when, I don't know, this was like four years and ago. He'll, I don't know get, if you he'll get into it with fans all the time. I'm a Westbrook fan. And I think Westbrook is a dog. And I think the league. 
unfortunately, he's not going to have a, a lot of guys like that. He's one of a kind. He's in a league of his own with yeah, the people I mean, that are fighting. Well, he just broke the triple-double record. But he's the incredible. question is, why are people upset? You know what happened with Kwame Brown this last weekend? I don't know if you guys have been following yes. the last two weeks. What's Very been happening? So. What do you think about what's going on with Kwame? Well, what do you think about what's going on with Kwame? He posted something on social media. Yeah. What exactly did he say? I forgot. The former oh, number one pick. He called out Stephen A. He called out Charlemagne God. He Stephen called out uh, Stephen Jackson. He called out... Everybody. Yeah, I remember reading that thing. Yeah, he wasn't very articulate. He went not at all on Matt Barnes. Yeah, yeah, he, he has no he credibility. Personal, Who know? doesn't? Kwame. Well, let me tell you what he did say, which I like. I tell you what he did say, which I like. So, he went out there and he said uh, about the fact that hey, just because I posted something and I said, look at this Candace Brown uh, uh, video. What are your thoughts about it? Everybody thinks I'm racist. I'm just watching a Candace Brown video. Candace Owens, Candace, Candace Owens, Owens video, okay, right? Gotcha. I'm watching a Candace Owens and what she has to say. And people are calling me, who are you voting for? I'm voting for Trump. Oh, you're not voting for Biden? What are you talking about? And I said, give me his policies. Which policies are you voting for Biden? This guy's going that direction. So then he's saying for the last 13 years, he says, you guys are out there bashing me. He says, Stephen A., I was a 17-year-old kid working under Michael Jordan who was talking trash to me 24-7. I don't know how to handle seven, you know, at 17 years old, how to be having somebody like that that's constantly berating me, right? Mm-hmm. Kwame's pushing the envelope hardcore. Stephen A. Smith makes a response video. Oh, I saw that. I don't know if you saw that or oh, not. Of course. Did you see the results on the bottom, though, how many likes and dislikes it got? I did not. Have you seen that? Kai, can you pull up that video on Stephen A. Smith with— Well, he went— Went in on Kwame Brown. I, I, Stephen I know A. Smith did. did not let anything. I, I know he no did. holds barred. Go to go to YouTube. Just go to YouTube and type in Stephen A. Kwame Brown. Stephen A. Smith. Kwame, yeah, that's fine. Kwame is with a K. I think it's yeah. a yeah. Kwame K-W. 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 There you go. Just on right the bottom. There. Just top, go down right top, there. Top. There you go. Uh, click on the first one. But here's what you got to do. You got to do it in a way where shit. It's gonna play. And it's gonna be. Ah, uh, you can't play it. So here's what I want you to do. Okay, we can't do that. Go and look at it yourself. Uh, Kai, look at it yourself on your phone and tell us how many likes and dislikes it has. Kwame Brown responds to ESPN. I want you to tell me how many likes and dislikes Stephen A's video has. I don't know if you can do that. If you can't do that, I'll do it myself. Yeah. That's the only data I want. Go yeah, ahead. Well, he, he's going to regret that video. Who is? Stephen A. Tell me why. Because he's paid to be a commentator and yeah. to have opinions okay, that he's this. never played. Tell us. Can you say it on the mic so everybody can hear you? Yeah, are we good Yeah, we can hear you. Go okay. ahead. Uh, so the video has 28,000 likes and 30,000 dislikes. 28,000 likes and 30,000 dislikes, which means most people didn't like what he had to say. Hmm. If it was an election, the dislikes wins the election. Okay, on the video. And that's not the case with Stephen A. You, so they're basically they're saying they, they, he thinks he should not have said anything. No, Shut because, because the point is, here's a kid that came out 17 years old. You're expecting a 17-year-old kid to have all this pressure. Yesterday I got a call from one of our guys, and we're having a conversation about somebody that was dealing with anxiety and mm-hmm. pressure, and blood pressure went up, right? Which is a real thing, by the way. Which is a real thing. By the way, you're, you're seeing what happened with uh, 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 Naomi, Osaka. Naomi Osaka, you know, dealing with the pressures of the media, mm-hmm. all this other stuff, and, you know, how that handles. This is one of the reasons why you got to have so much respect for folks who run for office in their 70s. You're talking about Clinton, Obama, not Obama, Trump, Biden, Biden Sanders. These people are in their 60s, 70s running with all the pressure, nonstop trash talking about you, your wife, your kids, your family. I mean, it's tough. Your husband constantly. They're right? built for that, though. They've been doing it for It's not about years. they're built for that. At 17, you may be not. And Kwame had to go through that right. at 17. Yeah. He was destroyed at 17 years old. Here's a kid that played in the league for 13 years, made $65 million. You tell me any human being that plays, has a job, for 13 years, makes $65 million, 
and you trash him for having 13 years, $65 million of money you make. And they went after the guy. So finally, he just yeah. pushed back. He snapped Good at everybody. For him. Good for him. Yeah. You know, his, he, his podcast is blown up, by the way, Kwame Brown's. He grew up in the sticks. I mean, he was not in exactly a mature young man. At not a guy you want to piss off, by the way. Yeah, that. Yeah. And, and imagine Michael Jordan, the pressure he was putting on that kid. Because Michael wanted to prove himself as an owner, yeah. as a guy running the team. Because, frankly, you know, Michael Jordan basically failed as an owner and as a GM so far. I think you could make that argument. So, you know, he put his reputation on the line by drafting Kwame Brown. But Stephen A., um, I think maybe you know he might regret that a little, but he has no choice, right? He can't. He works for Disney. He has to turn this into something where Kwame has to be wrong, mm-hmm. because everything with them is a black and white issue, literally, especially in the NBA right now. And as far as Kyrie Irving, no chance of they winning the NBA championship because of him. Zero. Even though they have most talent, they're not going to win because of him. The only guy that could get him to play to his potential is LeBron. Right and, and LeBron. Tell me why him. no way they can win it because of him. Because his mind is not set on being a champion right now. He is set on being a victim and looking up the next thing that he can complain about and realizing how bad his life is. Yeah. And he's got the security of the contract and he's already won a title. I don't know if I go that far. I, I'll go as far as saying he's a terrible uh, 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 player to represent your brand. Like I wouldn't want him mm-hmm. representing a brand. But I think. I, AD just got hurt. Suns are not going to beat him. You know, uh, uh, Utah, it's not going to happen. Who else you got on the Philadelphia? Joe, uh, you know, whoever's coming name? out of the East is no, probably no, going to be the favorite just, this year. Well, Philadelphia, he got hurt. Embiid. What's his name? Embiid got hurt. Yeah. You got Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I mean, I just don't yeah. see it. I think Durant is that good of a player. But but to go back to this, to go back to this, this issue here that we're talking about, um, what the NBA did last year, what the industry of comedy has done for the last decade. Mm-hmm. What Hollywood has done the last 30 years, what, these, what tech has done the last decade, they're going to pay a price for this. I was on an Instagram live with uh, Jordan Belfort, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, and he was sharing his frustration. I can't understand what's going on. You know, I don't even have a voice. If I say something just because I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. a, a Democrat and I have an opposing view, they're coming after me and they're sending all this. I said, I said, Jordan, that's not how life works. He said, what do you mean? I said, you can't bully people for too long. You just cannot do it. Hollywood's bullied people. Yes. And guess what mistakes they've made? You know who runs Hollywood? You know what people don't realize who runs Hollywood? What 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 ethnicity? What Chinese? Yes. And, and Jewish. And, and my, Jewish. Yes. Okay. Of course. Right. Do you realize how Jews are being treated right now in America? Do you realize if, yeah. if the Jewish community flips, what happens? If if the top five producers in Hollywood who are Jewish flip to the other side, what happens all of a sudden? What, what, what are they going to say all of a sudden? Do you know what happened to comedy? Comedy, if you make fun of Trump, you have a job. If you make fun of Biden, God forbid, you don't have a job. Comedy is all about on one side right now. It's not both sides. I want to hear both sides of comedy. I want to see somebody make fun of both sides. Comedy, you can't get up there and talk about all the stuff that the left is doing because, God forbid, if you call them out, you're, you're being seen. Yeah, and the same thing's happening with the NBA. And MLB is almost falling forward with Manfred, with what he's mm-hmm. doing. But if NBA is wondering why people are pissed off at you, you disrespected half of America. You made half of America feel guilty for a crime they never committed. You know how ridiculous it is to be with somebody that constantly makes you feel guilt for something you never yeah. did? Imagine you're dating somebody that constantly blames you for something you never done. Right. How long can you tolerate that? Not very long. That's what yeah. the NBA is exactly doing. And I'm happened. sorry. Right. I'm sorry, Kyrie. I, I watched this guy play. He's ridiculous. You know that Pepsi commercial with, with Kyrie who comes in, he dresses like the old man. From the movie. Uncle Drew. Dude, you don't yeah. even know how much I love this guy's yeah. game. You have no idea how much I love I this know. guy's game. But you have divided America. Yeah. And what you're getting, 
I'm, I'm, what, what you're getting right now, it's not as bad as you think it's going to get. But here's the part. When a year ago people were saying, why are so many people protesting and rioting? Well, why do you think they're rioting? Maybe the black community is upset. You're right. Maybe they are upset. I give them credence why they're upset. Now, to go and uh, loot and destroy businesses? No, I'm not okay with that. But when the shoe flips and I were given the other side, why do you think people on the other side upset at you? Do you, do you think they've run the numbers and realized what's going to happen when some of the money isn't flowing into the NBA anymore? Because that will happen very shortly if it hasn't already. And by the way, I liked why yeah. Kyrie, I liked him wiping his feet on the logo. I thought that was kind of a, a little F you to the crowd, whatever. He used to play their little banter, but then you can't have that reaction when someone gets upset that you did it. But I thought it was kind of funny. He kind of subtly just kind of wipes do, his but feet. But it's okay if you yeah. do that. I yeah. don't care if you do yeah. that. Just be ready. Yeah. Be ready if you do that. If or you hustle do, off the court then. You know, if if that happens, don't be upset if a prideful, proud fan of the Celtics retaliates, mm-hmm. who's a 21-year-old knucklehead. Don't be surprised. Right. Okay? And drunk at yeah. the end of the game. You <laughs> cannot do that to folks who are that. So now, if 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 the NBA, here's all here's all I'm curious about. We're going to go to the next topic. I'm sure some of you guys that are listening to this, you're like, you know. But this isn't sports. This, this isn't this is sports. Yeah, no, this but, is, but yeah. it's it's sports impact on society. It's it's. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying this. This is this is pop culture. Here. Here's what I'm curious about, Adam. This is what I'm curious about, Tom. All I'm watching right now is to see how Adam Silver responds, because mm-hmm. that dictates the rest. When the NFL got really ugly in 2017, is because of how Roger Goodell responded to what Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I'm so curious to know how Silver responds to this. And you've been very clear on on what. Uh, Godel? Godel should have done. Yeah. He should have called Kaepernick into his office and said, look, Dude, let's work this out. if a person's upset, give him a damn call. Yeah. What are you upset Pretending about? Pretending that it was just going to go away was not the solution. What are you upset about? Godel? Let's have a conversation. Right. What frustrates you? Let's get to it. Yeah. Let's address it. And then we move on. Yeah. Not not this whole thing that's taking place right now. I anyway, think, I think and, you could make the argument, though, that Adam Silver is the second most powerful person in the NBA behind LeBron. I think LeBron dictates so much of this. I mean, I guarantee you he is telling Silver how to handle some of this. And he's, he's involved in this in some way or another. I, I'm sure of it. I do agree with you on the LeBron uh, does sort of run the NBA. Silver, obviously, the commissioner, he's there. I do disagree with you that there's a 0% chance that uh, oh, there's a Kyrie zero. and Brooklyn. Not happening. Uh, dude, they are, they are actually literally, literally the favorites to win the championship with Durant and Harden. Now, um, and B just got hurt, not to get too basketball-y, yeah. but they're literally the favorites. So to say they have a 0% chance is just factually inaccurate. The part I'll give them credence to is there are certain players that distract you from the big goal, that create additional type of distractions. I don't mind. You know how sometimes uh, coaches would go out there and they would take the heat, mm-hmm. but the heat would take pressure off the players so players can just perform and the coach would take the pressure? This is a different kind of pressure. This is unnecessary attention you bring into the team. Your team's becoming a target. Well, That's what Kyrie's doing, which okay, is not smart. That, he's bringing unnecessary attention just yeah. by getting a water bottle thrown at him. Like if yes, if, if he didn't, if no one threw, if no one threw the water bottle about him, Comments. then he wouldn't have been. No, no, no. You, you go smear the the logo. I, I'm not a fan of that. You, well, the the the, yeah. the the backstory to that is, and the, not to get too Kyrie'd yeah. out here, he's had a. An emotional meltdown of a past few years. Keep in mind, he played for Boston. He got ran out of town. Why he doesn't the NBA say take a year off? No. Why do doesn't mean? the NBA say take a year Why off? Why would the NBA want him to take a year off? Why wouldn't you want him to take a year off? Why? What? Are you, yeah, well, exactly. I, I don't think the NBA is going to come in and say, Kyrie, yeah, take it easy, buddy. You're, He's got a contract. His, his no, general manager. Here's what I'm going to say to him. Uh, You're under this much stress? You're under this much stress. 
Life is that well, hard, he, Kyrie? He, I think he literally took 20 games off this year. No, no, take an entire year off. I don't think he's trying to take an entire year because off. Because he wants the money, that's why. Well, everyone wants the money. No, but you want the money also and without be... the freedom of having to be responsible for the money that's been paid to you. We got a responsibility. The point yeah, so, is, so the fan that bought a season ticket mm-hmm. of the Nets, what does he do? The, the fan that bought a $40,000 courtside season ticket, the fan that bought a $10,000 season ticket with his kids, for 41 games, 36 well, games. Well, there, there were no fans this year uh, for the majority what of the season. What does that fan do? What does that fan do who's saying this guy's not playing? What does the well, fan do? Obviously, they want him to play, sure. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they had Durant that didn't play half the season. They got Harden that wasn't on the team half the season, and he hasn't played. Anyways. At the end of the day, I think they're just going to be – it's a playoff. Uh, I think they're going to – do what they got to do in the playoffs. We'll but, but, see. So we'll see what's going to happen. By the way, if you agree, if you agree, we have 220 thumbs up right now, no thumbs down. If you agree with the idea of the fact that a lot of this is caused by them pissing people off, pissing fans up, put thumbs up. If you absolutely disagree and say, Pat, I absolutely disagree with what you're saying, put thumbs down. I'm curious. We got 220 to zero right now. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Secondly, I got a question for you guys. We, you know, For some of you guys that subscribe, and you press that notification button, do you get notified when our uh, uh, podcast goes live? I'm just curious to know how YouTube system's working out. If it is, great. If not, do me a favor, folks. Can you click on that subscribe and the notification button so you're notified every time we go live with these podcasts? Let's continue. Uh, Adam, I'm going to go to your favorite story of the day. Yeah. Southwest pilot <laughs> sentenced for yeah. watching porn mid-flight committing lewd act. Okay. Wow. Very important. I asked Adam and Tom right before the whole thing, what is your favorite story? Guess what Adam says? Porn. That's his favorite story. Great. Let's yeah. address it. It's, it's, a, it's a catastrophe. He's a pilot. So, Southwest pilot sentenced for watching porn mid-flight, committing loot act, New York Post. A Southwest Airlines pilot who was watching porn exposes genitals to a female officer on a flight to Florida has been sentenced for, to one-year pro- uh, probation. Michael Hawk, 60, apologized before U.S. Magistrate Judge Mark Olson ordered him on Friday to serve probation and pay $5,000 fine. The incident occurred on a flight that was he was piloting from Philadelphia to Orlando from August 10, 2020. Prosecutors, federal prosecutors said when the plane reached cruising altitude, Hawk got out of the pilot seat and disrobed and began watching pornographic material on a laptop computer in the cockpit. Prosecutors said Hawk, who retired shortly after the incident, was charged in April with intentionally committing mm. a lewd, indecent, or obscene act in a public place. He pleaded guilty to all charges. Adam, since it's your story, Well, yes, yeah, it's my story. Well, this uh, certainly puts... Uh, Flying in the cockpit, a little to the perspective. But I'm pumped. Touche. That's good. So I That's mean, good. yeah. So yeah. this guy maybe took that the, the cockpit thing too literal. But uh, you can't make this crap up. And I, ple- as I was reading the story, I'm thinking to myself, please tell me this wasn't in Florida. Please tell me this wasn't in Florida. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> flight goes from uh, Philly to Orlando, Florida. Ah, Florida does it again. Florida man. This time it was actually the pilot in the. In the cockpit. And then obviously right after the story comes out, he's retired. He's decided to retire. He's 60 years old. It's time for him to retire. And he's put out the pasture. So uh, talk about just the, the definition of cancel culture. Cancel uh, culture. The Me, the me Too the me too Shame movement. on these guys. The Me Too movement. Canceling a pilot. No, meaning like. Pathetic. Meaning yeah. this is. Let the man. Let the man disrobe. <laughs> I mean, but. You. This is everything You're that's speechless. wrong. It's very it, everything that, that that's happens. wrong in America right now was <laughs> literally done in this cockpit right here. The Me Too movement, the cancel culture, the woke, they all have a point here. Yeah. And um, 
This uh, Tom, anything this you very talk about, Adam's talk, getting sensitive. Talk about hand, having your hand on a different joystick as you're planning, uh, flying the plane. Well, you know, I don't find anything about this story funny. I mean, even though it's humorous, yeah. this guy makes me sick. He really, truly does. I mean, you are an experienced pilot with 150 souls, as Sully would say, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're responsible. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, can you imagine a real pilot? How disgusted they be are by this? I'm disgusted by everything. This creep. I think he got off easy. I guarantee no, he you. Got off, I huh? guarantee you this. His the pilots' union is going to put a little cocoon around him and protect him. Also, if I'm a pilot, I am so pissed off at this guy because here's my reaction. You don't do shit when you fly a plane. It's all automated, so you have time to look at porn. All right, that just goes to show that everything is computerized and automated. You're not even flying this thing. The whole thing is so whack, so weird, and to think that he only got supervised probation or whatever he has and a $5,000 fine. And then, did you hear how he described it? Uh, here's the quote from Southwest. Uh, nonetheless, Southwest did investigate, investigate the matter, and as a result, ceased paying Mr. Hawk any benefits he was entitled to as a result of his separation from the airline. But he says it was like a simultaneous prank that he was doing. A, she was female. <laughs> gotcha. I don't know too many other 60-year-old women that find that funny. Gotcha. So, anyway, I think the guy's a perv. I'm just, so, I'm just so, wondering uh, what his other fellow co-pilots have to say. Because this guy's been flying. If he's 60 years old, he's probably been flying for 30 years or so. And all the his other pilots are like, oh, that's just Hawk. Doing what Hawk do. Just exposing oh his genitalia Yeah, I, I just, I just know, moving forward, every time on a flight, I'm first class, and I see the pilot going to the bathroom, all I'm going to think about is, right. I know what he's doing right, right. now. Yeah. Okay? So, yeah, he's going. Or, oh, but, but here's the thing. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What if the story was different? What if the story was flight attendant and pilot caught? Is that different? Would you have judged it differently? Cock, like caught. in the bathroom, like they were banging, caught they, on the cockpit going at They were <laughs> mile high club in it. What would you, you know what? would you have said? Salute to the. What would you have well, said? Would you have said a high five? No, you know what? I'm gonna. Uh, that's why they worse? call you the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say you guys have so much downtime. Go do it in the hotel. I mean, do it in the shuttle bus going back and Dude, forth. They Just spend not half on the their plane. lives a mile yeah. high up. Yeah. What do you, I mean? What other time do I got? I got to say something. we're talking about mile high, mile high club. You ever, you ever mile high. These Mar- are two married men sitting at yeah, this table. Come on, man. Well, you, okay. you, you tell us. We're uh, yeah, I've attempted to. It's just way too, <laughs> too small in there. The pilot was too busy flying high. the plane. Like it, I'd rather All just, right. you know, dark plane, in your seat, whatever. But Private is a piece of cake, just so you know. Well, yeah, okay. But when you're, when you're in a... Private. Well, you mean mandatory. If the door closes. <laughs> that, is a, that is a good point. You yeah, just tell the pilot, think, gentlemen, can you close that door? Yeah. I think the Mile High Club is a little overrated. A little gross little bathroom. People are waiting. People are knocking. Yeah. I mean, what you you got to get it done at one point in your life, but harmless. The, doing this, yeah. No, no. When the moment it involves exposing to another person, like flight attendant, now nah, you're just you know you're 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 an idiot yeah. to do something like this. There's no difference between this and some of these stories you hear about. Some comedians went through, some athletes go through. You're putting yourself in a situation like that if you're doing that. It's a well, mistake. You, that you got to think about it. It was exposed to a female officer. I assume that's the co-pilot. Is that what that means? Yeah. So she must have been the person that ratted him out. Yeah. I mean, like that, that's exactly. So I want to get her perspective on this. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what happened there? Who knows what happened? All I can say is, if this if this was two. Folks going at it in the cockpit. Would you have judged it differently? Well, do you think it's ha- it might be happening for all, all we know, the time? This I, I, bet you, all the time. I bet you pilots are sitting there saying, "What is this guy talking about? Like this is a story? <laughs> what are you talking about? This happens every day. Oh, He's like, we spend a half again. of our life mile high. Yeah. Where do you expect us to do something Cut. in the hotel yeah. after the? Anyway, flight. so Adam, I hope you're grateful for us sharing Thank your you. favorite story. Thank so you. now that's, that we got that I out of the way, I needed to get that out of my yeah, life. Yeah, that's great. That's it. Now everybody <laughs> Thanks, knows guys. you are part of the. 
Mile High Club that yes. almost, almost part of the Mile High Club that couldn't mm-hmm. get it done because the bathroom was too small. <laughs> but he said it was overrated. Do, do you know when you go to well, the bathrooms in every plane I go to, you know how I have to go? I, I'm like this when exactly. I go to the bathroom. Now you've got to get, get two people in there? It's not, it's not happening. No, it's not going to happen. It's a tough situation. Midgets, they'd be banging in the, in the bathroom. They <laughs> do it. Little they people. Doing their little thing. people. Oh, I just got canceled. Little I just people. got canceled. It's over. Oh, my gosh. I apologize. Little people, buddy. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So U.S. Airlines refunded 12 $12.8 billion dollars to travelers in 2020. $12.8 billion. This is a Fox business story. 11 U.S. airlines issued $12.84 billion in cash refunds to customers in 2020 as the coronavirus pandemic uh, appended the uh, travel industry and the head of the industry trade group Amer- uh, Airlines for America, A4A, said in a letter to lawmakers on Friday, Calio said the cash refunds, which counted for 20% of airlines revenue last year, came on top of billions of dollars of travel credits that are now being used as a rapid clip to book fresh flights. The redemption of voucher currently accounts for 10 or 15% carriers. Monthly ticket sales and is expected to increase in coming months as the pandemic winds down and markets and re- uh, venues reopen. Thoughts? No sympathy whatsoever for the airlines. Tell Zero. Me why. Because A, they got $25 billion in bailout money at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. They've always got their hand out. They're always getting taken care of. Zero sympathy. That's my first reaction. Number one, I don't believe them. I don't believe they gave back $12.8 billion. So I'm just telling you That's right now. That's documented, though. That's going to be like an audit. If you say it doesn't you matter. Leave. He doesn't believe it. That's fine. Let him have his opinion. Maybe. It could be fuzzy math. <laughs> it, it could be mysterious but, but accounting. He's got a point. You get $25 billion of bailout. Money. Yeah. I fly a lot. We all fly a lot. Oh, yeah. I, you actually fly no, weekly. You fly yeah. a yeah. lot. I've never yeah. gotten money back from an airline. It's a credit on another flight. So if, if they're trying to disguise that as giving money back, meanwhile, that money's working for you get, them. you got to get Merle they're, to make the calls. you got to make Merle make hmm. the calls. You'll get, you'll get more than credit back. But go ahead. Okay, keep going. that's true. That's a good point, right? You know, I need to get Merle, after him a little bit more. But then I always know that there's another flight coming, so I might as well just put it somewhere else. Um, so anyway, that's my two reactions. A, no sympathy whatsoever. B, I don't believe you. You don't believe the math. That's fine. Tom. D- d- hey, what, Tom are you saying there there isn't some sort of distorted accounting principles that could be happening? There could somewhere? be. I'm not. I'm not yeah. arguing with you. I'm just saying, let the boy wash. Let him do his thing. I'm letting you do your thing. Do you have any opinions? Yeah, I do. I think actually, uh, right when the pandemic happened, I had actually had a bunch of flights that were booked. Yeah. For March, you know that in the insurance conference, everyone has their spring meetings. In March and April, I had spring meetings galore, and being in Miami, the hub is American American Airlines. So I had a lot of flights booked to American. I actually got to give a shout out to American. They were actually pretty damn good. They reimbursed any flights. They uh, they said that there's no uh, charges whatsoever for, for changing flights, for canceling flights. All good. They were actually pretty decent. But the one thing that, that I thought about um, with, you know, the, the bailout money is the, the speech that Chamath had, Chamath Palapatia had at the beginning of the pandemic where basically he said, let them fail. Let them fail. And people were, this was on CNBC, people were shocked. What, what do you mean, let them fail? He's like, if you... He's right, though. Yeah. You know, He's that's right. part of capitalism is yeah. the freedom to fail. Yeah. So if you took all your money that you received from the Trump tax breaks in 2017 and you used it for stock buybacks and you didn't use it to make your company stronger or, or, or invest in the people or whatever you needed to do to make your business healthier and you just use it for stock buybacks... You reap what you sow, right? So actually when Jamat said that, that was actually the first time that I've heard of him. I was like, whoa, what's this guy talking about letting airplane airlines fail? Smart what, guy. what, 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 what? He's a smart guy. And then it, it, it kind of resonated with me, especially with all the bailouts that happened yeah. 
uh, since the pandemic. What about you, Pat? Here's what I would say about this. I think what airlines, by the way, just so you know, restaurants, the other day I saw an article by Bloomberg that said, uh, uh, actually, instead of 50% of restaurants going out of business, only 14% of restaurants went permanently out of business. I'm like, only yeah. 14%? Of restaurants when I only only fourteen yeah, no percent American population died. You know, fifty it's, though. It's only no 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 no. What do you listen? But then they'll flip and they'll say two point six million Americans yeah. died. So how come you don't say yeah. only? What do you mean only fourteen percent of restaurants went out of business? This that, is a Bloomberg and story. Pat, remember of that fourteen percent, eighty six percent of the businesses that are restaurants probably are hanging on by a thread. Oh, there's no they question had no about other it. option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a family thing. So just because they're not out of business Bro. doesn't mean they're like surviving or thriving. Margins are like this. Margins 10%. are like this, even smaller in restaurants, way smaller. Margins are like this in restaurants, and margins are like this in airlines. Exactly. When they're good, airline, it's that thin. Airline yeah. industries, margins are like this. If I'm looking at this right now, here's what I'm thinking about. Forget about the $12.8 billion they have to pay back to travelers. Forget about the $25 billion that they got for, uh, what do you call it, the bailouts. Forget about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Every single airline company out there, if the CEO is gonna do anything right right now, here's what I'd be doing. I would have every single C-suite executive of mine in the company read the book, Blue Ocean Strategy. I'm gonna have a conference call, I'm gonna say, guys, let me tell you where we are right now. We need to read two books. One is Blue Ocean Strategy, and the other book is, uh, let me give you the name, it's the story of Apple, Kai, what's the, not Apple, IBM. Kai, what's the Apple, uh, IBM book I had you read? What is it? How Elephants Dance. Uh, ele- how I had this as my book for executives last month that we went through. Who says elephants can't dance? Can you put that up there so people can see it? I don't make money off this. I don't know who wrote. I couldn't tell you the author's name. But I had every single one of my executives read this because the recommendation was given to me by David Vega, a new COO that we hired. The guy's a flipping amazing guy. And he said, Pat, why don't we read this book? So we read the book. It's how the IBM CEO came in and cleaned house. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Every airline company needs to read Blue Ocean Strategy, I think it's by W.C. Chen, and they need to read this book, uh, Who Says Elephants Can't Dance? Because your bigger problem isn't COVID. Your bigger problem is the last 12 months changed people's behavior. And if this behavior stays forever, you are screwed. If this behavior doesn't change, forget about how much money you got dealing here. Forget about all this buyback stuff. Mm. You may be going out of business if you don't change your current Business model. Business model is broken today the way they're doing it. They have to figure out a different way to do it. By the way, the idea I would take for airlines is the following. Here's an idea for you on airlines. When you get on airlines, what can you buy? Actually, tell me what you can buy when you headset? get on airlines. Headset? Booze? Now they're giving headsets for free or five bucks. Okay. Okay, booze? Food? Like food? little snacks what or else? something. Snack packs. The uh, freaking uh, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. They get up charge. Okay. But, but you know what? I don't know how much the airlines make for that, right? It's but, go-go. But here's my question for you. I'm sorry. Why don't you... Put additional things to buy. Like, you know these games that you get for free and then you buy $700 worth of stuff that, you know, I'm in Colombia with my friend Steven Afo. Afo's like, look what Steve's doing. He just keeps playing this game. Steve was hooked to the game. Spent a few thousand. I'm like, what are you buying? He said, well, I'm buying this because I'm trying to do this. And Steve was killing it in the game. But they got, they got a guy to go from getting a free game to spending $700 at that. People are spending five, ten thousand $10,000, right? Why don't airlines create upsells? What is an upsell? Okay, if I'm up there by myself, 
What things do I want or do I need? Think about it, airline industry. What would you like to spend money on? And put tiers. And the tiers could be 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 dollars. Some people would spend the money. You're up there like, hey, would you like this? Great. I don't know what it is, but they have to figure out a way. You got 400 people on a flight. You mean to tell me you can't get 40 right. grand? Like, make some money off these undivided right. attention of an audience. You got. Stop just selling the credit cards. What other way can you make money off of them? Oh, they, they have, love those credit they, cards. They points. have to start figuring out better ways to uh, make money off, off the customers that you have. A salesperson, they have to start looking at it this way. If a, if a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley Dean Witter was to be told, hey, every day I'm going to give you a hundred different audience to speak in front of, an average audience is 400 people. What, did, what would that financial advisor say? It's freaking sick. Yeah. That's insane. You're kidding me. No. That's the airline industry. Yeah. How many flights do you have a day? I don't know. 100, 200, 500, 1,000? That's 100, 200, 500, 1,000 people they can speak to for 400 people on it. What if you do a sponsorship? You bring your Morgan Stanley Dean Witter guy. That gets five minutes to speak to everybody, and Morgan pays you hundred thousand wow. dollars for that. Wow, that's a great what if you bring idea. a Lynch, What if you bring a? What if you freaking do something yeah. with this? Yeah, that's a ridiculous opportunity. I don't understand what the hell these airline industries no are doing. They're thinking the same, you know, old school method of running a business is going to work, dude. You're about to go out of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You better get your act together. So two books, if they're listening. By the way, if anybody's in the airline industry or knows of somebody, send this short yeah. clip or segment to them so they can listen to this. Because if not. I, I want the airline industry to stay in business. Mm-hmm. I want Barnes & Noble to stay in business. There's certain things I want to stay in business, but they need to get yeah. creative. Well, and the not. airline industry is going to stay in, different, in business. The industry, but just some airlines are going to go out of business. That's, yeah, and, and that I, was, I think, Chamath's yeah, but initial brother, point is some businesses you, are going to go. I just want you to get creative and yeah. innovative. That's if, a great we idea. win. We win yeah. if people get innovative and creative. The consumer wins. You and mm-hmm. I win. I, I'm going to say this. You know, Some airlines just do it so much better than others, and it's so obvious. So shout out to JetBlue. Shout out to Delta. You guys clearly get it. You're very good. Now, I'm going to make another prediction. And as we know, these aren't predictions. This is like looking into history and, and already knowing what's going to happen with my no predictions. No Shadamas right okay? here. He, 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 a, there's going to be another airline bailout next year. 2022, count on it. Here's why. Business travel kaput. All right? Now, they somehow weathered it for one year because, you know, COVID has shut everybody down. Business travelers aren't coming back. Maybe they will to a small percentage, but business travel used to run the airlines. I mean, that was the biggest that part of the revenue. Class. Number two, they got false hope. They got a sugar high because so many people were spending their stimulus checks on flying. So then you got that fake thing that you're thinking that maybe you're coming back. And I, th- I saw a lot of people that were using their stimulus money to fly. I saw that for about five or six months. And, and leisure travels up right now. Airports are crazy. You may have seen it over the weekend, but that's going to die down too. I mean, because people want to get out there and travel, but that's going to tail off a little at the end of the year with no business travel, with the stimulus money being gone, they're in big trouble. Another bailout next year. I think they could be the next newspaper. I think they could be the next newspaper if they don't. I, you know how newspapers went from everybody had a New York Times, LA Times, whatever, USA Today on the table when you went into a business. Yes. Room, and then now we're all going online. Mm-hmm. I think something like that could happen to the airline industry. And someone today, someone today could disrupt the game in a massive mm-hmm. way. Someone could pull it off today. See, I, I don't. I, whole, I wholeheartedly agree with you that th- something needs to get done. You can't just operate, you know, as business as usual, like how it's always been done or else you're going to be a dying breed. However, there's clearly some airlines are going to win and some are going to lose. And basically what's going to happen is at the end of the day, the consumer is going to lose. Why? Because they're just going to have less options, less flights, less um, just options at the end of the day. If two or three airlines go out of business, then you're just stuck with 
American, yeah. Delta, United, whoever it is. Uh, and the big winners are going to dominate the marketplace just like in the um, the streaming wars, how basically the rich are getting richer and the bigger getting bigger. The major airlines who are winning this war will uh, divide and conquer, and they'll figure it out. And there's some that are going to just fail. Like, for instance, what's the airline that everyone talks shit about? What's the one airline that everyone's like, oh, those guys? Worst again. customer service. Well, I don't know what yeah. it's called, but you know, uh, Spirit? No, Spirit. not Spirit. Yeah. Is it Spirit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you even Is it Air Tran? I can't hear Spirit. anybody. Spirit's different, yeah. though, because they're targeting a different audience. You're going low budget. You don't expect <laughs> yeah. high yeah. customer yeah. service from a low budget uh, airline where you can't it's even. It's a great business spot, and the guy's not changing. He's no, clear exactly. About and, it. and people are still going to fly. You're it not coming the to me option. for customer service. Exactly. You're coming to me because I got the cheapest You're coming option. with shitty yeah. leg room. By There's the way, no you know what I call that? I call that a business model. Exactly. It, that it, is a business true. model. It's that a different is. target audience. There's another one that's emerging, too. It's that are going from these smaller regional airports. The former founder of JetBlue, his name is Alex Wilcox, he started this airline called JetSuite X. If you haven't flown on JetSuite X, it probably has, it hasn't come this far east yet, but amazing. And, and there are some smart people in the airline industry that see opportunity. They're trying to do some different mm -hmm. things. And, and that, that go on service, you know, I feel like you're getting threatened every time you get on the plane. Everything you can't do, you'll be banned. You'll never be able to fly. $35,000 fine. Meanwhile, you got... You know, Senorita and, and Grumpy in the cabin watching porn, right? And doing that. So it, it's a crazy world That's in the air right the now. Industry. It always, well, don't it forget, all, back in the 80s and 90s, how all many... All roads eventually lead to porn. I think yeah. it's just For sure. Insane. Or the Keep cockpit. Going. Yeah. I mean, how many different airlines uh, merged, went out of business, Continental? There used to be... Um, Multiple different CWA, airlines, but it's so, so, it's so yeah. expensive. Yeah. Northwest, and they yeah. merged when they yeah. became part of Delta, and then uh, so USA Air. Think, USA, business things model. Are, business things are going to get consolidated. To Adam, business model has to change. What you're saying is scary to me. Let me explain to you why you don't want that to happen. Okay, why you don't want that to happen. Yes, if these companies are screwing up and you're buying back stocks with the money that you got on the bailout. Mm -hmm. Yes, you, the CEO, you shouldn't be run the company. Period. You should not be run the company. While you're doing that, that's a bad decision you're making. That guy needs to get fired, right? But the point with my issue is if we only have three airlines, guess who's losing? The guess customer. The customer loses. Yeah. You want six, seven, eight options. We win when there's six, seven, eight options. So you would much rather have six, seven, eight options that are competing. Unfortunately, right now, I don't see a lot of folks working on business. But like, I, I went on these flights. I'm like, okay, let me see what they're going to do differently. Nothing. I'm like, <laughs> right. Are now you that kidding changed, me? Change yeah. it? This is yeah. an opportunity. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Regarding your upsell idea, which is a great theory, and what we've already talked about the airline industry, what about selling porn in the air? They probably make Jesus. billions. Now all of a sudden you're on the porn side of things? <laughs> Tom. Well, there, would, there would need to be. Tom flip-flops. A special but, section. But, no, but, yeah. but let, me, let, me, let me go where he's going. Let me go where he's going. Okay, let's just go where he's going, okay? Even though I'm not going to get on that flight, but I guarantee you there's a model for it. You ready? Okay. Let's just say an airline comes out where all the waitresses or what do you call a flight attendants are dressed like the girls at Mandalay Bay. They're dressed like that. Like Hooters waitresses, basically. Let's just say Hooters waitresses. But I'm talking about real nice and mm -hmm. dressed up, real sexy, you know, where there's an audience for it. And then on there, it's adults only flight. It's truly an adults only flight. No kids allowed. Right. It's 18 and up. Like a resort. You know mm -hmm. what's crazy? That's a business model. That is a business model. Mm -hmm. What if on a flight now, airlines try to figure out a way to have a casino on the flight? That's a business model. 
What if airlines can now get approval to have on the flight gambling going on? What if there's a deal? What if there's a poker tournament going on on a flight? What? These are all additional ancillary stuff that they could, mm-hmm. where someone's going to say, dude, yeah. let me tell you something, man. A five-hour flight feels like 10 minutes. That's how you would yeah. sell it. You want to fly from L.A. to Miami? Our flights feel like five minutes. Why? Because there's a poker tournament going on for mm-hmm. six hours. And a winner gets $1,000. Your flight's taking care of like, that's the kind of stuff no that kidding. they can yeah. do. I'm just telling you, there's entertainment. Add some spice. to Maybe new music is a different genre. Maybe people are like, like Italian music, you know, Dean Martin type of music, Frank Sinatra. There's, mm-hmm. a gen- there's an audience for them. Maybe it's an EDM flight. Maybe there's a, I think there's so many Basically different ways to be creative. Basically what you're saying is the first five rows being first class and the rest just being packed in like sardines isn't a sustainable business model. Moving forward, it just because it's a it- business model. But now that everybody else is doing it, yeah. you're screwed. Plus, you, you, would, you, you wouldn't have, to spend, you would have yeah. to spend. I'd no. go on that flight, by the way. I know you would. <laughs> well, we figured. I know you would. By the way, if I was single, yeah. I would also go on that LA flight. LA to Miami, and that's what we're Why doing. I'm going to Vegas. Go, are you kidding me? I'm going to play poker yeah. for you. You, yeah. you. You're not even going to feel the flight like this. You're landing. Last thing, you know, what are the biggest uh, budget items for an airline is marketing. You would have to spend almost zero on marketing. You get so much free <laughs> press. I mean, literally, you'd be getting so much publicity. I like what, the Garbage Monster gave four ninety nine. Says market a mile high club section. Everybody already wants it, right? Yeah, there it is. Uh, Garbage Monster, you get ten times ten uh, x on your four nine, and we just gave you fifty dollars on uh, that comment. That's funny. Of course, the and Garbage Monster had, wants it is, to. And Oscar uh, do the, Solis, uh, Oscar Solis gave twenty bucks, and he gave a shout out to Patrick and Mario for answering my message on Instagram. I appreciate the efforts in trying to meet up. Fluent from Chicago to pay respects to fallen. <laughs> Marine, God bless those who serve, past, present, and future. Oscar, you get 10 times on your $20. Let's send $200 to Oscar as well for that comment. Let's continue. Okay. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's great. And, and by the way, uh, again, at the end of it, we're going to go through, uh, what do you call it, the logos. And if anybody great. gives Super how, Chat, how we like it. How many people did we pay from last week? I have no idea. We paid <laughs> Hi, a lot Sam. Of, how so we got? $3,000 we paid already. Can I make one little comment sure. about yeah, my, two voice. Grand, my voice? My voice is a little taxed today. Okay. And I think I know why. You're Tell yelling us. at I your did. wife again. <laughs> no, no. The other way around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I deserve it. She would never deserve to get yelled at. But anyway, um, and I did did something so stupid, and I knew I'd pay a price. What's that? I hate rides. I hate roller coasters. Right? We went back to Minnesota for a family reunion this week. We had a great time. We have seven kids in our family. We grew up on a dirt road of 700 people. Seven kids. Seven college graduates. You have seven. My siblings. Yeah. Yeah. So my parents did an amazing job coming from a small town, and we just had so much fun going back there. I hadn't seen people. I hadn't seen nieces and nephews. I hadn't seen my parents in a really long time, so we had a blast. But we were in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We were in Minnesota, and, and we went to the Mall of America. So we, mm-hmm. you know, just hung out there. It's one thing you got to do. And they have an amusement park in the mall. I don't That's know if you know true. that, but right, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. real. It's a bona fide amusement park. Like I'm scared mm-hmm. of all the rides. So that way, you know, it's real. <laughs> Dash talked me into going on one of these stupid rides. I screamed I the Dash. whole time. I, I did. I screamed. I can't help. I can't open my eyes. I hate rides. Seriously. I am so. Are you being sarcastic oh, or serious? God. No, no. I'm 100 serious. I am so scared. I I can't believe I went on that ride. I screamed the whole time. Just begging it for Please tell me somebody record. Tell me there's a video to see your face. (laughs) Oh, my kids will tell you, man. Dash, if you got a video, send it to us, Dash. We got to turn your dad into a celebrity. If you got the video, send it to us. Well, there's a comment here, Tom. You you could just sit the rest of the episode out. You don't need to talk anymore. (laughs) There's a great comment, right? You found that one, didn't you? Thank you. I actually just made that up. However, (laughs) however, I am shocked that a manly man like you, a true conservative, that just, I'm shocked that you don't. Yeah, I'd like to have some fun. Thumbs up if you like rides. I'm I'm petrified. I can't believe I went on the damn ride. So you're basically saying your 11-year-old son is tougher than you when it comes to rides. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Pat's unro- unborn baby is tougher than me. That's our resident conservative, ladies Respect. and gentlemen. Tough guy. Respect. Come Respect on, Zenner. Dash, you are the man. I don't know how many times we have to say this. 
I but the dash, you, know, you know you know what I'm picturing? We you you know what podcast? I'm picturing right now? What's that? I'm picturing Dash and Tom sitting there. And it's the old uh, oh Ibrahimovic speech, like, bro, come on. Act like you've been here yeah, before. Act like you belong Get it together. <laughs> I deserve You're a 50-year-old man. I'm a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> act like you've been here before, bro. Okay. I can't do it, Dash. Oh, man, I wish I was there. I, 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 I wish I was there to witness what that. What was Dash saying to you? Giving you a speech? Laughing his ass off. Come on, then he bro. Called, then he ripped me. He called everybody and said, hey, this is the funniest thing. Because everybody so else funny. on the ride laughs their ass off, too. They That's can't great. believe it. Okay. Actually well, when Dash sees this, shout out to Dash for being the manly man in the family. One of these days when he's in town with you, tell him we'll bring him on so people can finally okay. meet Dash yeah. who he is. So, yeah. Skateboard okay. superstar. All right, let's go through this. Next, exclusive content, Jeff Bezos. Explosive. And explosive content, Jeff Bezos and Amazon now own all The Apprentice outtakes and what Trump may or may not have said page three. Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. This is this is epic here. And who mm. out of everybody would buy this? Okay. So explosive content. Jeff Bezos and Amazon now own all the apprentice outtakes and what Trump may or may not have said. This is a VT Post story by Tom Zenner. Jeff Bezos may be speak, is seeking to release outtakes from the apprentice that show its host, former President Donald Trump, making racist and sexist comments. Although the pro-Trump and anti-Trump factions aren't likely to change their stance, the Amazon purchase of MGM catalog, including the apprentice, is steering the conversation. Stephen Colbert eagerly introduced the idea during the Late Show last week. Why would one of the world's richest men pay almost twice the value for a struggling movie studio and that recently went bankrupt? Well, it could be that Jeff Bezos has an ongoing feud with the former president, Genghis Khan. He calls Trump Genghis Khan. Guess what? <laughs> All the outtakes from The Apprentice are owned by MGM. Holy mother of DVD extras. The private footage of a TV billionaire is going to belong to an actual billionaire. Holy moly. Meaning Trump's not yeah, an actual billionaire? Wow. Actor Tom Arnold fueled the fire in 2018 saying, I've seen a compilation tape that my buddy shared with me. He said the N-word. He says wow. he called Eric the R-word, and uh, it's not looking good. So what are your thoughts since you wrote the story? It, it comes down to this. How petty is Jeff Bezos? I mean, does he have bigger things to worry about than this, or would he actually do something? Now, there, there's some... There's some substance to this as far as what Corbert says because here's what what did they get for this purchase? He they definitely may have overpaid for this thing. You get the James Bond franchise, which is, you know, I don't know how big that is in the long run. You get the Rocky franchise, Tomb Raider, Real Housewives, Fargo, Handmaid's Tale, Jack Ryan. But did he do this just to get those outtakes? Now, number one, would anyone even be surprised? I mean, if Trump said this, don't we kind of expect this? I mean, he survived what he said on Access Hollywood with Billy Bush two mm -hmm. weeks before the election. So I don't think it would matter one way or another. It would give the, the, the left a little chuckle, you know, and they would enjoy seeing this. Um, but again, it just comes down to how petty he is and whether he wants to do this and, and who's in his ear. Because I think Bezos doesn't give a crap about this one way or another. I don't, I, I don't think you can be as successful as Jeff Bezos and make emotional decisions that are stupid. So who's in his ear? Somebody that has influence, somebody that really wants him to do it, we'll see. And then it comes down to, do they even have the contractual or licensing agreement to air some of this? Because Mark Burnett tried to tie a lot of this stuff up so it couldn't get out there. Let me just say this. If there's any of this stuff that exists of Trump saying the N-word or the R, what's the R-word, a retard? I think so, talking about his son. That's, my, that would be my guess, the R-word. Because they said talking about Eric with the R-word. Okay, yeah, Disrespectful know. for your son, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the R word, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Never, never go f full R word. Never do that. Um, but if that stuff existed, it'd be out there already. I don't give a shit if Bezos bought this, MGM owned this. If Trump, if there was actual footage of Trump doing this kind of stuff, as our good friend Tom Arnold um, alludes to, it'd be out there already. Are you kidding me? You think they're gonna keep that buried for five years? 
Not a chance. And here's the biggest point here. It says, although the pro-Trump or the anti-Trump factions aren't likely to change their stances, the Amazon purchase might stir the conversation. Hell no, it ain't stirring the conversation. If there's one thing that Trump did is he drew a line in the sand and said, you're either with me or against me, and everyone fell in line. How many people are lukewarm on Trump at this point? Well, you know, I'm, I might or might not be in on Trump. Like, he made it very clear that he's like, I'm here, you're either with me or you're against me, and yeah. America fell in line. So, again, if this stuff's out there, it exists. And it, 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 I, to me, it's, it's it, he's probably never said that because we've seen that already. Here's, here's how, all I know. Every, everything I see here with all the moves that are being made on the left or people of power like Bezos, like Zuck, like Dorsey, like, San, like everybody on the left that's making these decisions, it just tells me one thing. Trump's running 2024. There's no question about it he's running. There's no question about it. Trump's going to run next two years. Why? Why do you care? Why do you care? They're preparing that in case he runs, this stuff's not mm -hmm. going to come out next year. You know when that stuff's going to come out about Apprentice? Uh, exactly in 24 months. Not today. It's going to come out in 24 months. And in 24 months, we're all going to be sitting there saying, <laughs> what is that all about? And people are going to say, wait a minute. I think every, Where were we? yeah. so everything that's going on with this, everything that's going on with this is one thing. Why are people paying twice the amount of money for MGM. It's only one reason. There's only one reason why somebody would do this, because everybody believes Trump's going to run in two years. That's their biggest fear. They cannot handle another four years of Trump of calling them out every single day. Look how peaceful it is right now. They can do their side deals. They can do their negotiation. They don't want another Trump to be up there. They're so frightened. None of this stuff is going to show up for at least 24 months. I see within 24 months, all this stuff that they have on The Apprentice is going to show up. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have, if they have why footage. Why wouldn't it be out there already? No, no. They, they, why, why would you show it right now? Why wouldn't you have showed it four when, years when ago? When J. Edgar Hoover, when the mob had stuff on J. Edgar Hoover, they yeah. went up to him and they just showed it to him. They said, look, we know who you are. Look at these pictures. We know who you he are. was cross-dressing. If you do anything and you say there is such a thing as a mob, we just want to let you know. We're going to show this to the world. And they never Trump did. Cares. I don't you think go. Trump cares. Uh, I, I think if they have this explosive content, yeah. that would not stop him from running. I don't think it would stop him from running. I'm just telling you, this stuff that they're getting, I don't know if it's going to stop him from running. Yeah. I just think stuff that they're going to use to, well, you know, Since annoy. you're a professional I, forecaster and look, you've never been wrong, guys, what are the odds I, Trump runs I'm again in I'm not saying this for a fact. I honestly don't think Trump's going to run again. Really? I really don't. And I, and I think this will be the least of his worries yeah. because he can handle this. I think it's the, the indictments that's coming out of New York. I think it's the legal battles that he's going to be facing in the next couple of years. I think at some point he loses interest. I really do. I mean, he's going to be 75 years old if he's not Dude, already. I, I still don't think he's going to totally run. I totally disagree I think, with well, you. Well, you know, that's fine. But I think there's going to be other viable candidates on the Republican side and the power of the Republican is going to try to get DeSantis or wherever the momentum is. So I, you're asking my opinion. I'm yeah. saying I don't think Trump will run. Wait, we, you we think he's going to run or no? Oh, there's no, there's no question there's about no it. There's no question. Folks, if you're watching the this. The guy's got nothing else going on. If you're on. watching this, thumbs up, he's running. Thumbs down, he's not running. Thumbs up, he's running. Thumbs down, he's not running. I guarantee you to there's going to be 90%. I'm gonna just curious to yes. you know what people are going to say. Yes. Thumbs up, he's Where running. Thumbs down, he's not running. I'm looking at here right. on what the okay, gotcha. uh, uh, 421. Okay, it just went up 20. We're going to get 90% that he's running. All right. We'll I guarantee see, it. We'll see what happened here with that. Okay, let's continue. Uh, White House pushes back as Memorial Day weekend gas prices top $3 for the first time in seven years. By the way, as of right now, regular national gas prices for regular gas is $3.04. Premium is $3.64. Diesel is $3.17. Okay, that's gas prices as of right now. Yesterday, I was asking a bunch of people what gas prices are, where they're at, and they were sending me pictures 
Calabasas for premium was $4.89. By the way, if you're listening to this, can you post in the comment section how much gas prices are, where you're at, for what kind of gas, and what city you're in? I'm just curious. So let's go into that story. Page six, mm -hmm. uh, story of gas prices. Okay. So the White House on Friday moved to uh, quell concerns of gasoline prices on Memorial Day weekend, surging about $3 per gallon for the first time in seven years. Regular gasoline averaged three or four. Prices, which are the highest uh, for Memorial Day since 2014, were $1.08 more expensive than a year ago when demand was depressed due to COVID-19. Demand destruction coupled with the price war between Russia and Saudi Arabia in April 2020 resulted in a crude oil prices temporarily crushing below zero, dragging gasoline prices. But demand has recently climbed to a 16-month high as more Americans received the vaccine and stated began, states began to reopen their economies. At the same time, supply forward cover has fallen to a 19-month low of 23 days. While prices have increased from the low uh, lows of last year as demand drastically dipped, prices at just about $3 a gallon are still well in line with what they've been in recent decades, said Press Sec Secretary Jen S uh, Saki. Saki said in that, a statement. That P is silent. So uh, let's just play a game here for a second here. There's going to be a, obviously a, a large contingency of people. They're going to say inflation. There it is. It's the inflation. Biden came in. Everything's inflated. That's it. That's the end of the story. So just play a game and just be open-minded for a second. There is something. You don't need to have a value-tainment economics degree to understand the laws of supply and demand, right? So when COVID hit, supply was very high and demand was very low, right? You had Saudi Arabia and Middle Eastern countries and Venezuela. Everyone pumping out gas and all of a sudden there was zero demand because we couldn't go anywhere. And now, demand is back up. People are traveling. It's Memorial Day holiday. You're, you need gas. You need gas in your car. You're ready to hit the road. You're about to have a good time. I'm going to Minnesota for a family reunion. I got seven siblings I got to Well, that's see. a hell of a long drive from said. California. Yeah, to, you, I mean, you did. You needed a lot of gas is my <laughs> point. So it's a simple case of supply and demand. Now, you do hear that inflation is real, and I'm not saying that it's not real. You hear the other argument saying that it's transitory and it's transient and it's only here for a little while. And... Time will tell what's going on with that. But I do agree that this is a supply and demand thing. And as Jen Psaki says, she says, while prices have increased from the lows last year, which is obvious, uh, as demand drastically dipped, that was basically March of 2020, prices just about $3 a gallon and still well within what they've been in recent decades, which I agree. Now, keep in mind, I haven't paid for gas in about 10 years because I don't have a car. But other than that, uh, three bucks a gallon doesn't yeah. seem far-fetched, doesn't seem inflationary to me. I'd like to see him change a baby's diaper and then fill up his car with gas <laughs> and just see what kind of mood he's in. neither okay? he's capable of doing. Right, right exactly. What's going to happen first, though? <laughs> yeah, the baby gas. would probably be doused in gas, for all we know. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, i got to clean her yeah. off a little. <clears throat> okay. I'll play along with your supply and demand thing to a certain degree, and the mm -hmm. colonial pipeline yeah. shutdown has something to do with this on the East Coast, and that affects things, but uh, nothing makes people more mad. Then watching those numbers go up and up and up, and it costing seventy five bucks to fill up your 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 car Not with Tesla gas. Not Tesla owners, they're laughing. <laughs> no, that's they're true. They're laughing while you're at but, the But you know, uh, this can't continue because a people won't be able to afford it, and b this really really ticks people off. And it always goes in these ebbs and flows, and it happens, and there's these peaks, and then they, then somehow it gets leveled off. 
So let's hope in the next month this starts to get leveled off or there's going to be some real blowback towards Biden because we can't live like this. That's too expensive for gas, especially when you do the things that Biden's doing when you don't want to have any mining here in the United States when things that could alleviate some of this. That's so common sense. And then you go this other route and it's just too expensive. So I'll give him a week or two. Is three bucks a gallon too expensive? Genuine question. Well, my God, I live in California. Three bucks would be a treat. No, no. So here's let me just give you the price of what you said. 323 regular New York City sub. Suburbs, okay? Okay. 283 regular Minnesota. 262 Costco price in North Carolina, okay? 263 San Antonio. 349 regular in uh, Washington State. Uh, 375 in Jersey, okay? 340 in Boca Raton. 349 in Vegas, up from 229 since Biden took office. What's gas here, Kai? 410 regular. 290. 410 regular gas in LA, uh, California. 329 Chicago suburbs. 403 premium in San Diego. So these are premium. some different prices. That I don't, 435 any, for premium in Bakersfield, says Chris Joliffe. Okay, so. Pat, is any of this excessive? Maybe um, I'm just being naive, no, but two, three no, bucks I, doesn't I, seem aggressive. He, to here's me. what I mean that's what you're supposed to say. Meaning the, 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 audio, the party is going to say, it doesn't seem that excessive. It's about wait, the wait, number what, that is. What do you mean, the party? The, that's exactly what Jen said. Jen said. I'm just it, saying for me. This well, is you're repeating too, what she said. I'm saying for me. This I stand alone. I'm not a party yeah. person here. You're, but you're this repeating. This is Adam saying two to three bucks you're doesn't seem. But this is Adam what she just said. This, this, I'm, I'm asking. You're repeating two to three, what she said. I'm saying I do right? agree with supply and demand. You're repeating her words. Okay, let me read her words. While price have increased in the low last year as demand drastically dipped, Prices at just about $3 per gallon are still well in line with what they've been in the recent decades. Is that true okay. or not? Uh, I don't I don't disagree with that, okay. but it's gone up and people are feeling it. Look, yeah. I think this is the biggest thing that people are upset about. There, there are certain, like I had a conversation with one of my guys and he calls me. This was like six years ago. He says, Pat, I just had a meeting with my guys. I chewed him out because of, you know, a terrible month they had last month. And I told them this and I told them straight out. They got to get their act together. I said, okay. I said, let me, let me give you some perspective on chewing out when your guys are not doing well and it's a bad season you lift them up when they're winning and making more money than they've ever made you have to teach them how to stay humble so the chewing out maybe you bring it when they become too cocky too arrogant during when they're winning at the highest level right okay so today Mm. all right today where we're at what Stephen Druckenmiller said to USC's uh, business school he said, I made more money in the last 12 months than ever before. He's worth $10 billion. I don't know if we can play it or not. It's on Twitter, right? Yeah. Is it on Twitter? So we can play it if it's on Twitter. Put it up there. We'll play this on Twitter. You have to hear what he has to say. And you'll see where I'm going with this because I don't disagree with you. But I'm going to tell you where I'm going with this. Kai, if you can pull that up. Yeah, so, Is it what you played for us in the, in the meeting? The other yeah, day? but yeah. we only need to watch the first minute. So here's a guy that's worth $10 billion that's telling the world, hey, just so you know, when they printed all this money, mm-hmm. guess who made the most money? You just made the rich richer the more money you printed. Because the money constantly flows what? To the billionaires. Mm-hmm. So the billionaires know how to get the money. You just gave them more money. The money didn't flow to the people that needed the money. The money flowed up the way you put it in the market. Because No, it's basically what you're saying is when a man with experience, man with money meets, with, meets a man with yep, experience, yep. the man with experience Walks away with the money, and a man That's basically with the man with the money, money works or walks away because, with experience. Because what happens? That's that, right? What happens if you give a poor man money? What does he do with the he's money? He's gonna spend that he's shit. He's gonna spend it. What happens if you give you a rich man who is invested? He's gonna invest it. He's gonna invest it. So yeah. it's not the fact that the poor are getting poorer 
because they're not getting the money or they're not getting handouts. They don't know what to do with the money. Mm-hmm. This is an educational issue that we, I want everybody to watch this and it's going to get to your point that you're yeah, making here. By the way, this man you're listening to, Stephen Druckenmiller, I believe, he's worth $10 billion. Okay, play and see what he says. I'd like to know what he was worth well, before the pandemic. Like with the Fed and the and inequality. I don't think there has been any greater engine of inequality than the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States the last 11 years. So hearing the chairman talk about visiting home shelters, homeless shelters is very, very rich indeed. Um, I just had the best year I've had in 15 years last year. Um, Everyone wealthy I know is making a fortune. And why are we making it? Because this guy is printing money like there's no tomorrow. And the, the kids in Harlem, in my opinion, are not benefiting from money printing but Stan Druckenmiller and other wealthy people are. So for the life of me, I can't figure out why the left is so excited about money printing um, when all the data says um, the people that benefit from money printing are rich people that know how to to navigate the markets. So so Chris... Okay, so if you want to listen to the rest, I'll put the link below if people want to watch it. They can go watch it. It's a two-minute video. I recommend you watching it. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would say to you, Adam. I'm not affected if the gas prices go to $20 a gallon personally. I'm not affected by it. What I'm, do you mean $20 I'm not going to be affected by it because to me, it's just going to be 20 times 20 gallons of my truck, 400 bucks. I'm fine with it. I'm not affected by it. Mm-hmm. So this isn't every time they do these types of things with gas prices. It's like, well, it's just a norm. Here's what's happening. The exact audience that they want to help is who they hurt. The exact audience that they want to help is who they hurt. So now, mm-hmm. inflation, three bucks, you're right. It's not, nothing ridiculous. We've had three bucks in the last decade. Yes, the highest in the last seven years. The last time it was uh, uh, higher than $3 was under Obama. Okay, That's when gas prices were higher. Under Obama's gas prices were higher. Trump, Trump brought it down. Biden's bringing it back up. Democrat, high. Republican, low. Democrat bringing it back up again with gas. Okay, why? They sit there and they have good intentions. There's a lot of times in life, like the other day, Dylan, Dylan got hurt. He got injured. Biking. He's a pretty active guy, so he's got scars all over the place. He's like a dash type of a guy. You saw the scars, but yeah, it's not looking good, right? It's pretty bad. You saw, pretty, the, you saw how it is. Pretty okay. shredded up. So I, I see it, and the first reaction when Senna saw it, oh, my gosh, it looks bad. I'm like, so I come home, and I said, guys, 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 I got this kid. I'm going to love on him. But this is something that he's got to realize. If you play sports, you're going to have a lot of injuries. He has mm-hmm. to know that this is not the ending of it, right? We went through it. How much do you think in that moment I want to love on the guy, kiss him, hug him? I'm so sorry. It's okay. I, I, you have no idea how much as a father you are in pain seeing your kid be in pain. But that's not what he needs. Many policies we think are the right thing to do because we feel so bad for people look noble on the beginning but end up hurting them. Mm-hmm. How many decades do we need to go with the same exact policies until people finally realize these policies don't work? You're not going to bail people out of bad habits. Rather than doing this, teach them better habits. I'm going to make a mm-hmm. prediction to you. Here's my prediction to you. Gas price is 3 bucks. Okay. Random, bold prediction. Don't be surprised if in the next 12, 12 months, gas prices go between 5 to $10 a gallon. Let me say that one more time. Do not be surprised if in the next 12 months, gas prices go to 5 to $10 in the next 12 to 24 months. When that happens, if gas prices go to 725, who takes a hit? Wall Street? No. Who takes it? Hollywood stars? No. Who takes a hit? Those who take Ubers, you're going to feel it. Who takes a hit? Those who go and buy the milk 
at the market for three ninety nine. Now you're going to pay for four ninety nine because whoever's delivering that has to what? Mm. That cost has mm. to be counted on for the delivery of the equipment. Who's going to feel it? Amazon price is going to go up. Whole food price is going to go up. You know, Kroger price is going to go up. Regular day to day stuff you buy is going to go up. Inflation is coming. It, it, there's no way they can fight manipulating the market for this long, having interest rates being low, low and one percent for a while. They are begging behind closed doors, finding the most manipulative ways to keep inflation down. But it's at a point right now that it, you can't do nothing about it. Wow. 12 to 24 months. When gas price, remember, write this date down kind of in your notes so we know which podcast to go to to cut the short clip. It's podcast episode number 65, and today's date is what, June 1st? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want you to write down notes. When I ask you, we're going to come to this. Gas prices are going to go 5 to $10 within the next 12 to 24 months. And you know who takes the biggest hit? Low-income, middle-income family. Not Wall Street who Well, true. But, but saying, that'll be one of the biggest crises this country's faced. If, if gas oh, prices coming. go up to oh, 5 or $10. Oh, you'll see. I mean, there'll be an absolute revolt. That's Venezuela. I mean, literally, what's going Not on? Not there That's yet, okay. but, 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 but we're getting to a point where, again, low-income, middle-income is going to pay the price. And every time these folks keep, t- keep giving money out, thinking it's the right thing to do, you're hurting these guys. My kids ask me questions. Dad, can we get can we get paid to uh, read a book? No. Can we get paid because I ate my food? No. The other day, the kids are getting ice cream. I come home, I'm like, Mother, why is the kids getting ice cream? Oh, because they ate good food. I said, let me get this straight. <laughs> I said, they got ice cream because they ate their food? Yeah. I said, since when do we give kids ice cream? I said, I'm sorry, Dad. My dad's sitting right there. I said, Dad, did you give us ice cream when we ate our food? I said, we got ice cream once a month. I said, I'm sorry, babe. How many times did you get ice cream? So we never got ice cream. I said, Mama, what is the system? Would kids get ice cream because they ate their food? You're supposed to. So I brought the kids and I said, what is your, exp-? I said, so this is the ice cream. So, oh, I can't stop them from getting the ice cream. It's in the freezer. I said, oh, really? So I now cannot buy ice cream because the ice cream sits in the freezers and kids can come and take it. So I grab the ice cream. I bring it out. I said, kids, come here. We're going to have a conversation together. I said, do you want me to trust you? Yes. I said, I'm going to trash these ice creams right now. If you tell me you are going to go out there and take the ice cream without asking permission, I'm trashing all of these. Do you want to develop trust with me? I do, Daddy. Malva, if you cannot lead these guys without eating ice cream just because they ate their food, I'm going to trash these. So what do you guys want to do? No, no, no. Moving forward. No problem. You don't get ice cream for eating your food. America Mm -hmm. right now with the policies, we're just giving ice cream to kids because they ate their food. You're supposed to eat your, thank God you have food to eat. Mm -hmm. We're giving people, rather than saying, let's go create jobs, let's go get a job. How about these 10 million renters? How about these 10 million renters right now that the bailout for renting is coming up in 30 days? 10 million, okay? What are they gonna be doing? We've been paying their rent for 10. Do you know what a catastrophic issue that is mm-hmm. if we can no longer bail these guys out? For how many months have they not been paying like rent? 15? Can you tell yeah. us about this 10 million? Because you well, wrote about it. Yes. So that's coming. Um, so the moratorium on you know not being able to evict people yeah, is going evictions. to end. Yeah. It's ending. And When is it? July 1st? Yeah. So you know that these landlords will do it immediately. They're pissed off. I mean, they haven't been getting paid. You know, it, it's caused a lot of hardship for people that own these businesses as well. So it, it's a real deal. And it's going to adversely affect the African-American community. I mean, it's right there in the story, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, because the left, they can only think day to day. They only think about, you know, making people it's like scary. them for one more day and to keep them acceptable yeah. and keep them in office. They're not they don't care about any long term solutions or using any any real you know, strategy to fix this stuff, but that's coming. And if I know landlords and I know renters, and it's going to be affecting them big time. Yeah, I mean, time. this is important to read. There's a lifetime thrown to 10 million plus struggling renters in the U.S. has only 30 days to run, and many of the Americans face eviction. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention helped to establish an eviction moratorium that began last September and provided.
provide assistance in the wake of pandemic. Today, with reports indicating millions are behind on their payments, there's real danger coming as the June 30th deadline approaches. The, by the way, this is real. Mm-hmm. You, you really want to see protesting? Raise gas prices. You really want to see protesting? Give people free rent for months and all of a sudden tell them it's going to go away. Watch the real kind of protesting you're going to see. And then what are you going to do? Like you said, next year what's coming? Another stimulus. Another stimulus. And then all of a sudden we're sitting there saying, we have taught the American people in the last four years, we can send the money. We can send the money. And then gas prices go to 10 bucks. Then they're going to say, how can you raise gas prices 10 bucks? You asked for it. You asked for it. Yep. This is what took place. And, and this is gonna, I mean, this is if you really think about the impact of this, because COVID and everything just it, it gave you this sense, this false sense of security. Like you're gonna get these stimulus checks, things are gonna be taken care of, but this is real. There's gonna be people on the streets here in 30 days, which is the last thing this country needs is more homeless. Adam, <clears throat> thoughts? No, that's a, it's gonna be a major issue. I, I and my prediction is that they're gonna extend the moratorium past June. 30th. God, how much longer can they do? No, it, I agree. I, I, I agree. I think uh, I think at the end of the day, September is going to be the de facto date where all this is going to come to an end because kids got to go back to school. Life has to go back to normal. Uh, you might want to give people a heads up. Not that there isn't a heads up already. 30 days, and I'm sure if you're getting your rent paid for, you're very closely tracking the story. But at the end of the day, I wholeheartedly agree with you. We can't just keep printing money like this. It's absurd. And giving people ice cream because they ate their food is a very good analogy right here. And I agree with you. Watch this. How much you love Uber? Um, I These days, it's uh, I do, I like Uber more than Lyft. I used to be a Lyft guy. No, what I mean by that, yeah. I'm just saying that model. Look, not the name. Forget about Uber or yeah, Lyft. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Okay, the fantastic. model, right? Okay, so for you, you have money. You, 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 you're, you're great at what Things you do. Things are okay. You're an expert. You don't wake up in the morning stressed out about money. You're no. very disciplined. You are somebody that has your own show, Sauce Talks Money. And people, uh, by the way, your episode yesterday that came, I got a lot of love on the commentary. They're loving what you're talking oh, cool. about Thank on you. by Tim and Economics. But you, have, you are teaching the basic fundamentals of what it takes to create good habits that eventually mm-hmm. could get, help you get out of debt, right? Correct. You, you didn't come out of wealth. You didn't come out of family. You're, you're, you had a family that passed. We got a $2 million check. That did not happen to you. You just right. stayed disciplined over mm-hmm. the years. Are those basic fundamentals that you teach transferable to anybody else? Oh, 100%. Who can we teach those basic fundamentals that you teach? Everyone in America. Can, can anybody learn it? Now, yes. here's a question for you. What percentage of America do you think actually applies what well, you're talking well, about? Well, the stats show that 75% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Okay. So the odds aren't good. So let me ask this question. Why isn't the government focusing on education? Why, why? Like, here's an idea for you. What about the White House's YouTube channel? The White House's YouTube channel. Forget mm-hmm. about all this Prager. You all. What if the White House's YouTube channel creates content for a year straight, all having to do with educating them on how money works? What if your I, I approach? Love that idea. What if the approach became, let's educate the basics of money. What if the uh, approach became, let's educate you on the tax pro, why we benefit entrepreneurs. What if the approach became how to become better parents, how to become better adults, how to become better innovators? What if we taught the basics? What if they did that? I think the responsibility of the school system needs to be changed, and that's, I think, more important. Well, I get that, but all I'm saying is we look up to these folks Mm -hmm. at the top, okay? We look up to these people that are running for office or they're governors or senators or congressmen or presidents. Mm -hmm. They have such a massive influence that they can make that even their business, by the way, you know how we talk about American, like the airline industry needs to have a new business model, like their business model no longer works? America's political system's business model also needs a little bit of revamping. I agree. It's also needing 
to read yeah. Blue Ocean Strategy. Yeah. They also kind of need to sit there and say, what the hell are we up to? Yeah. What are we doing here? You know, the scary thing, th- if you even making that suggestion, we laugh at it because we know they would never do that, the White House, and, and creating that type of content because it would go against everything that they're trying to do and everything that keeps them in power, right? I mean, the last thing they want to do is empower people to maybe do better on your own. You know, not depend on the government more. That's, that's their business model. And that's but Tom, how much longer until a YouTuber becomes a president? Um, our lifetime, probably. Okay, I agree. I agree. Um, by the way, this is not, I'm not uh, saying I'm going to go run for, I'm not born here. So a lot of people that say, Pat, why don't you mm-hmm. run? Not born here, and I'm, yeah. I'm not interested in governorship. But how much longer until a YouTuber runs for office? I think it's going to happen next 20, 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And what if a YouTuber is a president and this YouTuber decides to use White House's YouTube channel for an approach of education. What if somebody becomes a president and they actually document what the president does on a daily basis and we follow the president's journey? The the daily vlog of the president. What if if we actually went, what if a YouTuber comes out and says, my campaign's gonna be the following, transparency, and here's how we're gonna do it. Look, there's certain things I can't bring you on the inside Mm -hmm. because I cannot have our enemies see what we're doing, but pretty much everything else that I can, I want to show you what my day looks like. I want to show you what time I wake up. I want to show you what the things I deal with, family, kids. I just want you to see what we're going through here, and I'm comfortable with it. What if a YouTuber takes that approach? So I think it's eventually going to happen in the next 20, 30, 40 years. And when somebody does that, they're going to be known as an innovative president. They're going to change the game. But it's going to be a 20-year-old right now that's watching this or listening to this, a 30-year-old that's sitting around saying, I think I can do something about it. And by 50 years old, they're going to be able to do something like that. Sure. And if an influencer becomes president, they're for sure going to do that because that's what would have got them elected. Well, I actually think you're you're spot on right here, Pat, uh, about that. I think... You know, it's funny because a YouTuber might become president. That, that's just a famous person at this point. Before, yeah. you mean celebrities, like the, the, how long ago were the A-list celebrities just Hollywood, Hollywood only? Now, you got YouTubers, the, the Paul brothers as an example, who are the biggest names in social media and media. Oh, Logan's going to have legs. Okay, I know you're a big believer in I Logan. Am. Jake, he's a little more of a trashier version of Logan. But... I know you're a big believer in that guy. That guy's just famous at this point. He's, he's yeah. isn't YouTube famous. We'll all these people. Hey, the fight's coming up. Are you going to go? It's in That's Miami. That's this weekend. It's you're, this weekend. You might not even Logan, be Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't I'm know watching I'm it, though. I'm, I'm buying yeah. that thing for sure. Who are you rooting for? Logan Paul I'm, or Floyd Mayweather? I'm rooting Mayweather. for chaos. I just want chaos. That's all. I don't care right. who wins. I mean, you don't care who wins at all? Yeah. I mean, it's obvious who's going to win. But you What know, do you mean it's obvious who's going to win? It's obvious who's going to win. You talking about you the greatest Logan defender Paul. of all time? What are you talking about? It's the greatest it defender of all time. So you think you he's think... the greatest defender of all time? Okay, he's, so he's you not... don't think you don't think Logan Paul is going to touch him? There's no way you can get close to that guy. He's the mm. greatest defender of all time. You know how many tricks to the game he knows? Yes, there, he, he knows all the tricks. You think a guy's going to come just because he's training with, you know, the King Ryan guy, the guy that I, Ryan Garcia? I love that guy. I love what he's doing. It's just not going to happen. By the way, guys like that have legs long term. A, a Ryan Garcia has legs long-term. A Logan Paul has legs long-term. Those types of guys have legs long-term to do something. A mm-hmm. Justin Bieber yeah. has legs long-term to do something. I'm telling you guys right sure, now, long-term. Sure. You know, to play along with that, that point you made a few minutes ago, money versus experience. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to see on that floor or on that ring. Because you do realize at any second of that fight, Floyd could end it if he wants to. Logan drops his gloves for one hand. He makes, or for one second, he makes one mistake. He turns the wrong way. It's me, done. I, I think he's probably going to go easy on him yeah. and not kill him. But yeah. it'll be a boring you fight that, because uh, that's how Floyd. Now, if you're that. asking me who I would like to see, yeah, of course I'd like to see Logan Paul win. Really? Oh, are you okay. kidding me? Who wouldn't want to see Logan Paul win? 
Well, a lot of people, they get a lot of haters. No, no, I'd love to see Logan Paul win. It's an underdog. I'm, I'm the underdog community. I'd love to see Logan Paul Here's win. Here's a prediction. I, I think Jake yeah. Paul's going to upstage the event somehow. He's going to do something where he becomes the bigger story after this fight. Listen, whatever anybody is saying, you're going to have to put up with the Paul brothers for the next 50 years. Period. I think Both Logan those, for sure. I don't know uh, Jake's. You're gonna have to future, put up with Jake if he's as well. alive in five, ten that's years. That's the challenge. That's gonna yeah, be. The I'm only not even joking. That guy's the kind of guy that crash and burn I really just, easily. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think you're joking. And I you saw that he just serious. announced that he's gonna be fighting uh, the trainer to who's yeah. the guy that he just beat, Ben uh, Axon. Ben Askren. Askren. Yeah. His trainer. So. In my opinion, that guy's got to fight a it, real it boxing is what guy. It is. Let's talk about your story. Let's talk about the Biden story in China, the, the one you liked here as well. Page five. I'm going to do both of them at the same time. So if you want to go to page five, uh, this is Adam's story that he wants us to cover, which is a great story. So Biden wants, the second one is, Biden wants to make mm. moving to the U.S. from abroad easier and cheaper by revamping the immigration system. This is a business insider. insider story. Biden administration plans to rebuild and expand the U.S. legal immigration system according to a 46-page government document seen at the New York Times. DHS plans to restore trust in our legal immigration system. The draft document outlined plans to undo President Trump's effort to make immigration more difficult, expensive, and slower. Policies described in the document would help uh, more people move to the U.S., including refugees, asylum seekers, traffic and victims, skilled workers, families of Americans living aboard, abroad, and Native Americans born in Canada. The Biden administration plans to revamp various programs and immigration systems, including the H-1B-1 visa program for highly skilled workers uh, and the U.S. visa program. Work okay. Document okay. So what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Well, I think, Making it easier. I think part of the problem, and uh, I think part of the problem that Trump ran into was, I know people are going to say, he wanted legal immigration. He wanted legal immigration. He wanted to build a beautiful wall with a big, beautiful door, and that's great, and that's all good. But he, under the underbelly, the undertone was that he was sort of anti-immigrant. So that was what a lot of people were offended by. What I think, I'm look, we need to welcome immigrants in this country. Immigrants are who make America. You're an immigrant, okay? My, my grandparents were immigrants from Russia. Yeah. Russian Ashkenazi Jews that came over here had nothing and made a, you know, a living and made a life. And, and I think the biggest thing, who, what did Reagan, his most famous quote, is we want to be a shining city on a hill and a beacon of hope for the world. I think that's where America has lost its stature under Trump. There was a lot of good things that happened under Trump. This isn't a Trump hater uh are you Teeing are you saying here? stats or are you spitting I'm, out I, lines? I'm is saying this stats or lines. I'm just saying this is my opinion here. I think number one we need because to because stats disagree with you. Okay, what? Okay, well let me just tell me why. Yeah, go ahead. No well, stats. I, stats I think show we need, that Obama deported more people than any other president in the history of America. To Mexico. That's that's to that's, Mexico. That's a bit. That, I'm, ta I'm talking immigration overall. But no, no overall. But immigration overall, the main issue was from the Mexican border. We don't have issues with people coming here from you know, Iran or China or, Italy. you know, Italy. There's a we, lot of people coming and not leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have a problem with that. The problem why people said uh, Trump was anti-immigration was only one country. And, and it's not one, South or Central America. Yes. That was the problem. Yes. So when you're talking about immigration, if you talk stats, stats favor against he, he you. He did talk about shithole countries and, 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 yeah. and having people come from shithole countries. You can't dispute Look, that. I, I'm yeah. not, this isn't turning into a Trump thing. This is... More of a, of a commentary yeah. on immigrants. Immigrants should be welcome to America. Yes, we want people that work hard, that pay their dues, that want to make something of themselves. Sure. But you can't, beggars can't be choosers kind of a thing. 
People are we we want people to come to America, and there's some money behind this. Tax revenue. We do have Social Security to pay for. Baby boomers are getting older. We need young people, able bodies, to be working in America paying taxes. It's what we do. No one disagrees. Yeah, when has America not welcomed immigrants? There's a lot of people that do disagree with that. I don't think so. There's a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment. I don't give me a name. There's a poll out there. There's a poll out there. Kai, you might want to pull this up. It's not about poll. It's stats. Give me stats, not polls. This is a stat. That's not a stat. That's a poll. Poll That's opinions. That's opinions. Okay. A poll is an opinion. I'm asking stats. If you give stats. No one deported more people than Obama. Again, I'm not trying to get political here. I'm talking but about it is I'm pro-immigration. I get that. So if I read this article, your Business Insider, okay, look how they read it. Look how they write this article. You can tell which way they lean just by the way they wrote it. Policies described in the document would help more people move to the U.S., including refugees, asylum seekers, trafficking victims, skilled workers, family of Americans living abroad, and Native Americans born in Canada. Now, if this was an article written about Trump, you know what that would say? He, uh, Trump, policies described in the document would force families to split up, would force the way they're writing yeah. it as if it's like an angel, uh, Biden is doing the greatest thing. Look, we know what's happening here. You want more votes. It's exactly what they want. <laughs> Pelosi said, I've always thought we should make votes at 16 years old. You want a 16-year-old voting? Hey, we should get more people that are immigrants, undocumented people to vote. Of course, that's all political. This is a political yeah. plan. And Biden won't even address the fact that there is an issue going on in the southern border. So I think you lose a lot of credibility when you're talking about immigration when you can't fix a pretty major problem that we have going on right now in this country. So the credibility is shot. And people welcome Immigrants, we've always done that. And I don't think immigrants care about being welcome. They just want the opportunity to come here and be able to work and do their thing. Yeah. That's all they're looking for. So, look, you can't trust them. I mean, the, it's a complete mess with what's going on down there. You know what I would say about this, guys? Here's the following. Okay, so to the, to the, to the person that is 43 years old, has been living in the U.S. for 25 years, parents came here, and they've been here for 25 years. They're Americans. They've lived in America more than they lived in Mexico. What are we waiting for with legalizing these people? What are we doing? You're talking about the dreamers. Yeah. Wholeheartedly what, what agree, What are Pat. we doing? Thank you what for saying are, that. What are we doing? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, this, is, this, is, this has been part of, they, these kids didn't do anything wrong. They were under 18 when their parents came here. Yeah. You want to blame them for it? Yeah. This is DACA. Look at the DACA. I don't understand that concept. And why Republicans I, won't agree to that. I, I, I don't. By the way, Obama had a chance to do it. Nothing happened. You, what do you mean? Because the Republicans voted against it. But but you mean to tell me the last 40 years, Democrats and Republicans Whoever's in charge should make this, it happen. This is not a Republican but or a Democrat. No, it is, though. I, I, okay. Because the Democrats are I'll the ones say, proposing I'll it. I'll say 60% is the Republicans holding back. 40% is Democrats. I'm going to say 60% Republicans, 40% Democrats. They've had both, both House and the Senate to be able to this off. How come you haven't done it? How come you haven't done it? Half the time why shit doesn't get done is because they over-negotiate. When you over-negotiate, you go into gridlock. When you go into mm -hmm. gridlock, nothing gets done. That's half the challenge that they got. You ask 75 different things that you put in there, and the other mm -hmm. party's like, listen, man, I'm not doing this. You're trying to pull in $25 minimum wage by 2025. I'm, I'm not agreeing to this. So these are the types of things yeah, that they're Democrats trying to sneak all, shit in yeah. there. But, but to me, Dude, you've been living here for 25 years. You, you're not one, you don't want to make this person legal? How much taxes has this person paid? Sales tax? How much taxes mm -hmm. has this person paid? Let's just already flip that. What Now, at the same time, you got a, f a criminal record? Hey, felony? You got all that stuff? I'm sorry, different mm -hmm. story. You, we, we have to figure that part out of clean house as well. But for that community, mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. And, uh, and also, here's something. And I actually think Trump was actually pro this. So this is, this is actually me giving Trump credit. 
this H-1B visa program. Yeah. These are highly skilled workers. These are some who Why are we comes, losing them? Why would the hell would why you would want someone who comes them? over yeah. here from India, from South Korea, yeah. pick a country, yeah. goes to university, learns to become an engineer, yeah. and then after after they graduate, you send them back? The only ones to, I would be very concerned about, the only ones, and I'm being that serious with you, the only ones I would be very concerned about are uh, uh, those Iranians? coming from China. No, those China? coming from China. And, and a bit of a, Iran, by the way. And, yeah, and, and I'm they're... from Iran. Yeah. I would be very concerned. I would do additional... Uh, uh, due diligence to see where it's coming yeah. from. You know, it's I crazy. Totally agree. Yeah, did you, you watch that, that video them. Kai sent two nights ago or yeah, last did. night about I Africa? Did, did about you see China that? China basically bought Africa. China basically bought Africa. Yeah. They built a the African Union headquarters with three hundred million dollars, and, and then later on, in the middle yeah. of the night, every night they're like, "Wires our system down." China was getting all the emails, all the data, the employees. Mm. Every office was wiretapped, and they're listening what Africa's up to. Unreal. What is their motive? That's their strategy, so, man. They, they, they own it. I mean, they, they pay for all their infrastructure, right? Yeah. They, and that's a good the segue the into the next part, story here. The craziest part of that video, though, was the, with the furniture and how, like, in the furniture, there's wires and yeah. there's bugs made custom into the furniture. Like, how crazy does that I, I would be very, in? very careful with China and which family it's coming from. That would be me, my own. And it's unfortunate to say this. What do you mean, which family? I, I, I want to do more due diligence of what your background is as you're coming here. I want to know where you're coming from. I want to know what, what your motive is. Oh, when is. you're coming to America. Yeah, that's the only thing. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned with that part. But aside from that, I mean, I get it. You know, I get the fact that uh, when talent comes here, you go to our school, we train you and we send you back. What are we doing here? Let's yeah, keep makes you no here. Sense. Yeah, yeah no let's sense. keep you here. Keep talent here. Yeah, keep talent here. Especially so that leads... smart, talented people. Yep, no question about it. Let's go to the next story. Bold plans. Joe Biden says China's goal to uh, own America before 2035. VT Post story. President Biden, during a speech to American service members in Virginia, said Chinese leadership thinks it will own America before 2035. We're in a battle between dem democracies and auto uh, 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 uh uh, can you say autocracies. autocracies. Biden told troops at Joint Base Langley, Eustis, in Hampton, the more complicated the world becomes, the more difficult it is for democracies to come together and reach consensus. I've spent more time with uh, President Xi of China than any other world leader, leader has for 24 hours of private meetings with him, just uh, with just an interpreter, 17,000 miles traveling with him in China and here. He firmly believes that China, before the year 2035, is going to own America because autocracies can make quick decisions, Biden said. The U.S.'s political landscape has never been more divided, and that appears to be among the reasons Biden believes China could think it has an ownership opening. Got a Thoughts? real problem with this. Um, and he also brags about the fact that no leader from America spent more time with the Chinese president, that they traveled together for 17,000 miles, with, and then they were together for 24 hours with just an interpreter, and they're discussing these things. Why are you telling us this in the fashion that you are? Why aren't you more like, um, China thinks they're going to own us, but I'm telling you right now, I will not let that happen. It's not going to happen on my watch. I didn't get that from him saying this. Um, I would just – China is clearly – has a strategy to do this. Part of the problem that there's this division that he talks about is because of Biden. And I would just like to hear something from him saying, yeah, we know what you're up to and we've got a counter plan to make sure that doesn't happen. Like he just made it seem like fact as opposed to this is a huge problem if China thinks they're going to own us and we're not going to allow it to happen. How come this isn't a huge like issue for him? A little well, too I, cavalier for me. I, I think it is. I, I think you're just reading the, the headline and, and, and just making an assumption. He is basically saying we need to do something about China. I think the biggest fear 
when Biden came into office was people saying, well, he's not going to be tough on China. And it, that was all Trump. Biden is basically saying, look, I'm going to pick up where Trump left off. OK, he's been, like, I, what's my favorite show that I watch every Sunday? It's Fareed Zakaria. And he's a very smart guy. And he basically said in a world where Americans are so divided, the one issue that we all agree on is the threat that China is imposing. OK, and he went off for five minutes on the threat that China's imposing. And this guy's a liberal, uh, very smart guy on CNN and just went off on the fears of China. So it's very easy to say, well, the right uh, is doing everything against China and the left isn't. That's just not true, okay? Plus, look at what's going on in the world. You said the biggest threat to China potentially if the world coalesces and actually fights China. So you have India, you have Australia, you have Japan, you have all the countries in the South China Sea that are basically saying, oh, the EU, keep in mind, enough's enough. Uh, let's get to the bottom what the hell China's up to. So I, I think in theory, uh, saying that Biden isn't doing enough or the world isn't doing enough is great to say. It's great for headlines. But I think in actuality, people understand that China is a major threat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. And, and here's, here's how I see that. Um, is it fair to say that Hunter has had some dealings with China? Yes, is yes, it fair to say yes, that? It's, yes. it's public right now. Yeah, he writes yeah. about it. People talk about it. It's public. It's nothing that anybody is fighting, that there's not uh, uh, any issues there. Is it fair to say that Hunter had some uh, bad uh, habits and addictions yes. that maybe when you're uh, addicted to a drug, you tend to make stupid decisions? Is that a fair assessment when you're on crack? Read his book. Right? You make yeah. bad decisions. He talks about it openly. Do you agree with that? When you're on drugs, you make bad decisions. Yeah, decisions. but I, okay, okay, where are you going with I'm the I'm going to go with this. Though. Stay with me here. Is it fair to say that if you're dealing with folks in China and you like drugs and the enemy knows what you like, they know how to persuade you, and then they know how to get information from you, which means in a situation like this, do you think China has intel on Hunter that we don't know about? Do you? I don't know. I think for me, I if do. I'm a betting man, I'm gonna say 10%, the answer is yes. I think China has some stuff on Hunter, which means any conversation they have with Joe, it's gonna be based around Hunter. The whole story with J. Edgar Hoover when the mob met, met with them and they said, hey, just so you know, the next time you act tough, here's what we have of you. I have a feeling there was a moment where Xi said, let's walk out over here and I want to talk to you by ourselves. Here's what we have. Moving forward, here's what your script is. This is what you can say and here's what you can't say. And if you don't, it's not going to be nice for you. I just want you to know this. If he didn't say it, somebody may have told him that. Maybe completely wrong. I may be completely over-speculating. That's why I said 10% credence I'm giving to this. What upsets me the most about this is the following. Um, there's a story about Facebook ending bans on posts asserting COVID-19 was man-made. The story came about last week. It's a Wall Street mm -hmm. Journal story. Facebook has ended its ban on posts asserting COVID-19 was man-made or manufactured a policy shift that reflects a deepening debate over the origins of the pandemic that was first identified in Wuhan, China about 18 months ago. President Biden on Wednesday ordered a U.S. intelligence inquiry into the origins of the virus. The White House has come under pressure to conduct its own investigation after China, uh, after China told the World Health Organization that it considered uh, uh, Beijing part of the investigation complete, calling for efforts to trace the virus's origins to shift into other countries. Let me read this one more time, folks. I want you to listen, I'm gonna read it slower. The White House, this is a Wall Street Journal article. This is not us writing it, this is Wall Street Journal. The White House has come under pressure to conduct its own investigation after China told World Health Organization that it considered Beijing's part of the investigation complete. Let me get this straight. I'm going to read it one more time. White House has come under a lot of pressure 
con- uh, to conduct its own investigation because China told World Health Organization that it considered Beijing's part of investigation complete. Like, listen, we checked on it already. Don't worry about it. It's okay, yeah. America. <laughs> Nothing really happened. Right. You don't need to do anything. Ridiculous. Calling for efforts to trace the virus's origins to shift into other countries. Earlier this month, a group of 18 prominent scientists called for a deeper investigation into the circumstances in which the virus emerged, including the possibility that a laboratory accident released it. Facebook in February began the ban on claims the virus was man-made or manufactured as part of its list of misleading health claims that aren't allowed. So, so here's, here's my problem with this. Here's my problem with this. Look, uh, it's March of 2020. We find out this virus is, I think the first person died and the, you know, the shutdowns was taking place, you know, Disneyland, all this other stuff that was taking place. Trump goes and travels flights from China. What does uh, Biden call? Racist. Xenophobic. Racist. What does Nancy Pelosi do? She goes to Chinatown and says, look, these are good people. And he says, wait a minute. What are you talking about? I'm banning this because it could be man-made. The moment anybody on the right said they released the virus, you know what they call those people? Crack conspiracy pots. theorists. Yeah. Yeah. The word conspiracy theorists. The moment somebody tags the conspiracy theorist on you, what happens to you? You lose credibility. You know what's crazy? The whole scandal with Russia for three years, that was the ultimate conspiracy theory ever. There's never been a bigger hoax than the Russia scandal, the dossier that Clinton's paid $35 million. There's never been a bigger scandal than that. That was a scandal. The moment it came out that it was a scandal and was a conspiracy theory, the, mo- the, uh, the media stopped talking. It was just kind of like, oh, the Russia scandal's not real? Okay, but let's talk about this year because, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Three years you've been talking about this. Address this. No, 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 no. We're moving on. We have to go with it. No, no, you just talk. Okay. So they are, there's so much hypocrisy there because a year ago, the Democrats had only one plan, and here's what the plans were. And as a registered independent who thinks Bill Clinton was a decent president, who thinks me, who thinks Bill Clinton was a decent president, he was able to get things done with Newt Gingrich, me, uh, first president I shook hands with was Bill Clinton. The independent guy here is sitting here saying, a year and a half ago, you silenced anybody that said it could be man-made because in your mind, you only had one thing in mind. We have to figure out a way to blame COVID on somebody. Who do we blame COVID on? One person. If we do China, the guy gets reelected because it brings the entire country together. You know who we have to blame? We blame Trump. Because if we blame Trump, we win the election. Everybody went off of Russia's story. They went into the China story, Trump's fault. They put all the pressure and the fault on Trump. And what does Trump do? Here's what Trump does. He gets elected a week later, vaccine comes out. He loses the election a week later, vaccine comes out. Who did that? But Fauci said it's going to take 18 months to have vaccines. Oh, I'm sorry. Fauci brought the pressure? No, Trump brought the pressure. The handling of COVID may have been one of the greatest handlings of a pandemic a president has done without any training on it. No one's been talking about training on this for a long time. No one's gone through it. No one's gone through it at this level. They're like, oh, here's what we got to be doing. This guy handles it well. He handles in the right way. They divide. They pin it on him. After he loses, five months later, all of these guys have a conference call, and now they want to say could be man-made, and Facebook removes. How many billions of views of people who had opposing arguments about this being man-made was taken down? How many doctors who did an interview with ABC talking about, hey, this virus, how many of those interviews were banned? Remember that whole African African doctor that went up there and she talked about it? She got like hundreds of millions of views taken down. The doctor from Bakersfield taken down. Why? 
because it's an opposing view? I'm sorry. So what is a conspiracy theory? What percentage of conspiracy theories are right? This whole alien thing was a conspiracy theory. Everybody's now talking about aliens. This whole JFK thing was a conspiracy theory. Everybody's talking about JFK assassination. All of these things you call the conspiracy theory, guess what they just did? As a person who's a hardcore skeptical guy, myself, as a person who's hardcore skeptical, you know what this whole nonsense about Facebook saying we end ban on posts asserting COVID-19 was man-made? You know who won? Here's who won. Conspiracy theorists won. They won. You now have to sit there and say, I'm sorry. These conspiracy theories weren't conspiracies. Maybe there was some weight behind it. It's not okay to do that. Look, Charlemagne God calls out Kwame Brown, hardcore, okay? T- talks about his family and all this other stuff. You know what Charlemagne did? Here's what Charlemagne did. He got up there and he gave an apology. Beautiful apology. I listened to the whole thing this morning. It's six minutes. Hats off to Charlemagne. Uh, media, are we getting an apology? Facebook? The Judy Mikovits interview that was taken down, the, the, the virologist that was taken down, all the opposing stories that were taken down, are, we, are you, are you going to give any credit to what happened to the last administration? Or is, this, is, is, China, is COVID still Trump's fault? Is that what it is? Oh, now it's China's fault. Here's the biggest opportunity we missed on. This, this is what upsets me the most. And I'm going to wrap up because we got five. We'll hear your thoughts okay. and we'll wrap up. We may not even get a chance to go into the, what do you call it, the logos because we got the other thing. Adam, here's what upsets me the most. Um, we had such an opportunity last year for America to be united, man. We had such a big opportunity last year to be united. 9-11 united us. We had such a big opportunity to get united last year. We missed the mark. Who caused it? Partly Trump, because he wouldn't uh, 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 prevent what he could be in the whole uh, divisive. Yeah. Like the last two presidents prior to Biden, they've both been divisive. Obama was divisive. He was divisive. Constant dividing. And then the left, the media, everybody. We had such a beautiful opportunity last year mm-hmm. for America to come out being stronger, but we came more divided. We missed a massive opportunity because we could have shared one common enemy and it would have been who? China. But you know why we couldn't have done that? Because if last year we would have said it China's the enemy, Trump, in. Trump would have been reelected. Yeah, you know, and that's one way of looking at it. And a lot of people do. The, the Democrats were so obsessed with Trump and their only objective was to get him out. Russia didn't work. I mean, they tried like hell to have that work. It didn't. They had. Now, this is people's theories. Now, the other thing, the byproduct of, of what they did is they knew if the economy would tank, that would be another big role in Trump not winning. And that was another byproduct of this whole thing. And, and the saddest thing about it, in my opinion, is we did miss an opportunity to become united and have this be, be something that can draw the country together. But there's certain factions that just don't want that. And the, the mainstream media is one of them. Unfortunately, that's not good for their business and it's not good for their model. So it, you're not going to get those types of stories or the truth in some cases where that's going to you know, happen, where the country's going to be united. And as a matter of fact, they're going to go the opposite direction very, very hard. I'd like to see where Facebook goes from here, because if they're basically saying we're ending the ban, um, are they going to give some reasoning, some justification? Like, what's the what's the story well, behind they don't, it? They don't have to do that. The guy who went on, James O'Keefe, and who was a former Facebook employee, and he mm-hmm. uh, said all the stuff that he said. Facebook fired him the next day and said, sue us. Do whatever you want to do. Do what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. Well, I think the silver lining here, and I do agree with you, that, that whether it was the media, whether it was Trump, whether it was COVID, whatever it is, everything has gotten so politicized, and we are as divided as ever. I, I would love to see the country rally and unify against a common threat or con- common enemy of China. And um, as, as someone who gets the label of the resident leftist here, 
uh, I could tell you that uh, we are equally concerned with China. And about time, um, Adam. I would say about time, because about a okay. year ago you were not. Uh, well, it, are you going to? You're upset with me that no, it took not, me a while to no, come around? No, or no, what? no, no, no. My 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 frustration is the fact that many smart individuals like you missed the mark. My my, and, and by the way, we all go through this at some point in our lives. You're not the only mm-hmm. one. You know what the you know what the biggest challenge is? Is those? This is the problem, Adam. If I give you the problem, this is the problem. You know how you're like. Here's here's what's starting to happen in America, which is actually not a bad thing. The the problem is when Republicans see a thing Sean Hannity says, and they're like, I don't know if I agree with that, but I have to because I'm a Republican. Right. It's like, you know, uh, uh, Anderson Cooper. You know, I don't know if I agree with that. But shit, I'm a Democrat. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I. Well, I agree with that. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. That's what everybody went through the last 12, 18 months. Well, everybody I think it was longer than that. Yeah, yeah. No, but 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 yes, you're I right. I think it was but, because of Trump. Uh, you, Let me just remind you, real quick. I was a registered independent, full on, my entire life. You've never voted for a re- Republican president, so that's, but that's... I was it, a Clinton guy, but, but what, yeah. what's your point? I was yeah. still, but you, but you I was say still, that like, as if like you are like... Well, you vote. probably never voted for a I Democrat. Have, of course Adam, I have. Who'd you vote for Clinton. a Democrat? Of course I have. You didn't vote for Clinton? What year? What, what are you talking about? You voted for Clinton what, what before... What are you talking about? My point is this. Here's my point. I was a registered independent. Yeah. And then when Trump showed up, yeah. I became a Democrat. Okay. So... Now that he's gone, it's a lot easier to be an independent thinker. This was Trump's gift and curse. Yeah. You were either with him or you were with him against him. And for someone who was I, against him, he could yeah, but not you could yeah, do something. You, 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 you were against him emotionally. Yes. If Whether I, I was if against I, him emotionally or logically is irrelevant. But, but no, time out. You lost, you, con- or not you, but people don't have common you, sense because of their if hatred you, If you would have seen And the, that's my point. If you would have seen the policies. There was no Palestine-Israel issue. There was no ISIS issue. There was no gas issue. There was no economy issue. There was no wars. There was none of that. There was fake Russia, which was fake. You know it was fake. Yourself, we've talked about this. That was the ultimate conspiracy theory where for three years all we heard about is the fact that this guy's got a deal with Russia and he's, got, he's on the inside with Putin. That's all we heard. None of it was true. What happened? COVID came. Best crisis for the left. They used it. They kicked him out. And boom, he's out now. We're dealing with all this other stuff that's going on today. So that part, yeah, I have a problem with that. And uh, yes, I'm glad finally many people are finally realizing the real enemy the last 18 months has not been Trump. The real enemy the last 18 months has been one country, and it's China. And now you want to say? You couldn't say last year because you had to blame Trump on it last year. You're finally figuring out this year, not you. You being Biden in the camp on the other side that's saying... And you voted yeah, for that. There's so also there's a, 86 million people that voted. So to label people blind yeah, 80, or... Yeah, like, they are that's blind. Like, I think they are. Okay. I, I actually do believe. I do believe majority were blind because we didn't talk... Because the main... What is the main main method of where majority of people get their information? Two places. What are they? Media and social media. media. Media and social media. Both are controlled on one side. Yes, you're right. Both are controlled on one side. Hollywood, one side. Sports. All, all the, most of the sports commentators, what side are they on? Left. Yeah. What side are they on? Name me one right guy that's a big name in sports. He, he won't have a job. Give Troy me, Aikman. Troy Aikman is a football guy. Yeah. Okay. He's a commentator. Who else outside of Troy Aikman? You rent Joe Buck. Who else? Joe Buck. Who else? Give me anybody from ESPN that stays there. Anybody from ESPN that Stephen keeps their a. voice. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, really? The guy's on the left. Who else? You think Stephen A. Smith is on the left? 100% he's on the left. Oh, Adam, Adam, are you kidding me? Stephen A. So Smith? funny. 
You're so funny. We've talked about where you think Stephen A. Smith truly Anyways. lies. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a center left guy, but he's on the left. Oh, I thought you thought he was on the right. No, I think he's a center left who, if you talked about his real values that his mom taught him, he'd be a center right, but he can't. I'm good with anybody who's new. center left or center right. The problem yeah. I have are the leftists or the complete right autocrats out there. That's yeah. my biggest problem. I don't give a shit if you're center left. I don't give a shit if you're center right. Uh, what I what I don't like is if you're too far left look, or too far right. I wish we and had that's more where, time that's with you. That's basically where we're at in this. Country. I wish we had more time with you, folks, because this is when it was starting to get juicy. If you enjoyed today's podcast, smash that subscribe button and the notification button, and any of the short clips that's going to come up later on today, if Kai's able to get them to us, we'll share it with you. A couple of them I think are worth sharing with others. And mm-hmm. if you are not getting the notification when the podcasts go up, do me a favor and subscribe to our text messages that we send out. That's in the U.S., 310-340-1132. Send a text message to that number. We will get you on our text list as well. Gang, phenomenal uh, commentary. Adam, Tom, good stuff. All I right. think, again, the only people that won today is the audience. That's the goal. They Thanks, everybody. Win. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.